1: Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play.
0: Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick A podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Velez, and Joe Dells. And that's now episode 291. In this episode, we are going to recap the NBA draft, talk about Jordan Poole being traded to the Wizards, and the three-team deal that sent Kristaps Porzingis to Boston, Marcus Smart to Memphis, and Tyus Jones to Washington, a lot of things to unpack on this episode. We had two mega trades in the NBA draft. And we're going to talk about the draft first, but how are you guys doing? I'm
2: doing pretty, pretty good. I'm doing more well than usual for the sole fact that I won. I won in the debate, guys. I won the Jordan Poole-Austin Reeves debate Ooh. because I know so for a firm fact <clears throat> that my boy Austin Reeves would never in his right mind be traded for CP3. I, I, I'm sorry. There's no way you can convince me that my team would want my contract off the book so damn badly that they want me off the team to bring in a 38-year-old and also give them some picks, too, while we're at it. That's how desperate we are to get this guy off our team. So it feels good knowing that I got that W because I remember the conversations, and they were nasty. Nasty, Mr. Regular. This man is uh running a victory lap off a trade. What did you? Your
3: five pool is gonna look. Your amazing. five Jordan <laughs> pool is still a thing. No, no that's what great. I said. I
2: gave him that credit. I said, hey, oh, maybe no, your five. Buddy. So pool is gonna look. Oh no, bro! Yeah, bro, deep. it's gonna be oh, it's gonna be viral, bro. Twenty-five points per game, forty-one percent from the field, thirty-two percent from three. Hey, 90% from the free-throw line. He 13, can hit it. 13th in the East. He can, he's cooking. <laughs> Let him cook. It. Let amazing. Jordan cook. I love it. He man. looks clean in that jersey, though. I'll give you that. He's going
3: to put, put a calm little 23, 24. It's going to be on solid. Fish. 44, 38, 91. Mm, 91. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> no, no. 91 possible. The 91's possible. He knows how to knock down his free-throws efficiency. Other people can't do that when they're stars of the team. Mm. They're more role players. They played role players their whole lives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why the giggles are funny. But mm. when a man like Jordan efficiency. Poole, when he steps and up WC to the I. plate, we've seen that he can get some W's. So, Washington, it's going to be fun to watch. And you have a new <laughs> team now.
2: Oh, <laughs> yes. I have officially grabbed you. Let the people know yes. the. Yes. No, yes. Please pull up the tweet. Up to date. The
1: up to date River Brown. Uh, If you guys didn't know, it's six teams teams. from
2: the East. It's six teams from the West. A
3: total of 12 teams. (laughs) Yes, so uh, officially, after the NBA draft, in this order, it is the Warriors. (laughs) These are your teams you're rooting for next season. Yes, yes. The Warriors, the Bulls. Number one. Warriors, number one. Yes. Okay, this is in order. In order. Got it. Warriors, Bulls, Pistons, Clippers, Cavs, OKC, Rockets,
0: (laughs) Jazz, the Wizards, Hawks, Heat, Memphis. (laughs) <laughs> where did the hawks agenda come from what, what's that yeah, but if he gets okay. traded that's why
3: i'm moving i'm joining
1: you in memphis hey pull i'm here oh you're a smart guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. huh uh
3: um, i unfortunately forgot to add the trailblazers because cam reddish but um honorary you are i'm not changing not the tweet though. not a 13 though they are but i just don't feel like changing the tweet
1: but you have 13 teams. yes
3: okay Maybe possibly four. Who'd
1: the Grizzlies get? They have John Moran. I love John Morant. Oh, Moran. they're just being last on your list. I kind of forgot.
3: Because I don't like the rest of them.
2: You're not Mark your smart guy? Not really. Mm. Not casual. Six teams for the East, from the West. we going to have fun next year. Only Riv.
0: Yeah. That's a lot of teams to for. He's going to be a very bu- busy person during What the happened season. to a game
2: I love? <laughs> that killed me. <him. laughs>
0: uh, that's what YouTube TV's for.
3: I <laughs> to watch a lot of games, You know, NBA League Pass, I to watch some games. So you have to
1: watch someone every night.
3: Yeah, no, it's going to be tough. Usually because I catch the Warriors. and Luckily, the Warriors and Clippers play really late, so I can always catch those like 10, 11 o'clock. The rest of the teams, though, some of them play 6, 7, no,
0: This is perfect. You know, you, you watch Jordan Poole at 8 o'clock. You watch the, Wizard, you watch the Warriors at 10, 11 p.m. That's perfect. Or watch and then Amy. you cry
2: yourself to sleep. Why would I cry myself to sleep? It's not going to be a nice season for you guys. Hilarious coming from you. you we uh, just went to the WCF, Close. you out,
3: 30 ball. Nothing could be worse than watching Westbrook for two years. I'm just going to say and be honest it was with you. It a year and a half. Nothing could be worse. I'll be okay. That's all right. Listen, we got him off the team. Thank it's you for your 8 o'clock, around. I'll watch the Wizards. I'll probably be upset. But then 10 o'clock, bad boy, come on. I'll be all right. Be always. Be okay. As long as you have Steph, you oh, should be okay. I forgot to tell you guys. If PG goes to the Knicks, the Clippers are cut out. The Knicks go in that spot. <laughs> yeah. Like, swiftly. too. So this, this shit happens very quickly. I understand.
2: Yeah. So in that order. Like, just where the Clippers are, just put the Knicks. Take out the Clippers, plug in the Knicks. pretty high.
0: Yeah. They're George. fourth, right? Wow. They are Paul George, bro. you are gonna have two Knicks fans on the show. Yeah. That's crazy. Listen.
2: I just get thrown away like trash. Yeah. You haven't talked about him in a minute. I haven't. No, it's been a minute. Cause, uh, why is it exactly that I haven't been? been so about.
1: yeah, no, really, I haven't been. I mean, they've been. They're in Levine rumors and Paul George rumors now. Hey, you,
0: they got Levine. You're viral, right here. yeah. Oh man. That package was we nice. Need that or no? No, I hope we don't get lifted. That's actually one of the things fact- I, I, I don't want. Go he
3: didn't want to go. I needed that package, though. I'll be honest.
1: What, what was package? It was uh,
3: QG. It was, it was three picks, three first-round picks. It was um, I think RJ, and it was one of them young boys. Not QG. Who? Oh, Quinn. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Right quickly. I was fine with that. Just give me the three first. Mm-hmm. Get off the contract. RJ's like at 22 million. That's fine. I mean, get off the contract. Jack is at 40 million dollars. Listen, if we can't win, Paying that's that fine. Pay that happily, man. Yeah. Bring him to L. A. <laughs> no, I was awesome cool with Reeves. that. Those three training. picks. I'll be fine watching. I, I like Paul George and the Knicks,
0: but we just—I just don't want to give up a lot of assets for Paul George. R. J. Gone? No, I want to keep him. Oh, gross! Back. Friday, man. Okay. It could be As growth. He, he's bought himself another year. Is, Is it? Oh, it's yeah. just. You want to keep him, period. He had multiple, them, period, had
3: multiple not just good playoffs. So, I, don't, I don't know if it's growth because it's February. This could all change. Okay. Yeah. So let's wait this and could see. Change What's the hype
2: with RJ Barrett? He had two good <laughs> games. <laughs> this could change two weeks into yeah, the season. So, you know. It's June. Yeah. No, he's going to be. What, he, what he said, said February. Said February. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait till February. Yeah. Said. So yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. I do be wait that long. I really don't
1: think. I don't think he will jump off in November. October.
0: October. It's like two
1: games in. We're gonna be in the middle of January. It's gonna be like it's 2023 stats. <laughs> it's gonna be the two month span.
0: So before we go on to the first topic, just to announce that we have merch dropping soon, and this is how it looks yes, like on sir. the screen. If you're on YouTube, you can see the you can see the merch, the hat, shirt, and shorts. We're gonna drop it in black and white. Let us know what you guys think of it. We're planning to drop it very soon and also rocking it on the show. Now, on to the first topic. Here we go. Let's get right into it. Yes, sir. We're going to grade the NBA draft lottery, and then we're going to each give our favorite picks of the draft outside the lottery. Let's lock in. Pick number one, Victor Wembanyama to the Spurs. Stinks. They
1: talked about him enough on the draft. No, they, they was, were going. I, don't think, <laughs> I wish I'd like him say out. anything about No, bro. <laughs> they was force
3: feeding him to us, bro. Like yeah. it was crazy. Like it was like 18th pick they brought you him back like up. You got like two hours of TV time. Well, what killed me was, it was the Spurs interviews.
2: running the clock down to zero. Yeah, That was so <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> that, was really that shit nice. was unnecessary. It was insane.
3: But um, yeah, A++ pick. Yep. We
0: can move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's going to work out with Tim Duncan stuff. <laughs> Might work out with Dave Robinson too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Number two, the Hornets. This Here is Brandon the Miller. There we, there we go.
1: There we go. Who'd you guys have on the mock? I don't remember. I picked Scoop. You pick Scoot. The second the mom.
0: month, yeah. The first
2: one we we did have Brendan Miller on yeah. there.
1: You see the, the kind of theory going around that Shams, since he works for FanDuel, put that out to get some extra money on. No, he fucked me because oh, oh yeah, Amon yeah, was a plus two ninety
3: yeah. at three, and I, and he gassed me thinking Scoot would go too. So I was like, Drew's been putting in my head Amon might go three. Uh, I've seen some reports. I'm sorry, I was like, let me put the gambling,
2: whatever, you know. And then Scoot didn't get picked. I was like, it's yeah, over. Because if School would have gone too, i I'm. I'm con- I'm pretty convinced that Eamon could have won three.
0: Shams is one of the most respected journalists in the game. For he sure. does an awesome job reporting. So no discredit to him. But that particular situation is fishy. It is a little that bit. That particular situation is fishy. He's had a rough three days. Because he works yes. for a sports book. And Woj, th- th- this entire time, has been saying that Miller is the pick. And Shams comes around and says, you know what? Here comes Scoot. It shifts the odds a little bit. People now start to put money on it. Should it we is say Woj is back
3: at the top of the game? He never left. Yeah, no. I feel like that one offseason, Shams was cooking him. We put
2: Shams at the top of the game. It also rubs people the wrong way that he tweets the pick before the pick actually happens. I think we're just behind. No, we're not. Now, we we're watching cable. We're watching last night. cable television.
3: I don't know because some people were getting it before like I checked the Discord and Again, they were getting it before. Getting because it. the sh- the, the, alerts, the, uh, Shams,
1: the And they said Woj. they were not gonna do it this year, too. No Woj, Woj said he didn't. wouldn't do it this year. Oh I thought he did still doing. it.
2: Woj but for for some. I was gonna say for the Cam Whitmore pick, he's like it, it's there's really
0: strong yeah, expectation that's that's that Whitmore usually, expectations that Whitmore's slide stops here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're heavily focused on this player.
0: I'm gonna give Brandon Miller a B grade. I agree. That's a perfect the only reason why it's not higher is because I love Brandon Miller, the player. I love the fit. But if I'm drafting and I'm the Hornets general manager, I understand that making this pick is going to make my fan base upset. And given how Hornets fans reacted to this draft pick is the reason why it's a B. Because now you lost the support of the fans. Until Brandon Miller shows you he is legit, the fans are not going to trust any moves you make going forward right now. No
2: way.
1: Well, they shouldn't trust the moves they make to, with all due respect to the Hornets. They don't have the best track record. Uh, I would go a little higher. I think I would go B plus here. Um, I know everyone wants Scoot. I would have gone Scoot if I was here, just to take best player available. But I love the fit. I love the fit next to LaMelo. And even though everyone wants Scoot, it's not like Brandon Miller is like in this, it's like two tiers below Scoot. Like, I, I do think Scoot is better than him, but Brandon Miller is going to come in and be able to contribute right away. And To be honest, fans, you know, they're going to be sick no matter what. I mean, obviously you take Scoot, most of them are going to be happy, but I don't think you can make draft picks or trades or anything like that with the fans in mind because most of the time
2: they don't know what they're saying. The speed that this offense could have played with if Scoot would have came to Charlotte, it would have been beautiful. We don't know what's going to happen with Miles Bridges' situation, of course, whether he's going to be on the Hornets next year or not, but what I envision with the three of them is just transition offense, just the speed that they would play with. But now that Brandon Miller's in town, that situation now really gets foggy. You really don't know what's going to happen with Miles. Gordon Hayward's still on the team. The expectation, if I am a Hornets fan, I b- I would believe that Brandon Miller probably gets to start. This is the number two overall pick. Shit. You're probably trying to groom him should to be one Gordon of your Hayward guys over him. for the future. Sure. No Gordon Hayward should be your sixth man off the bench for sure. Um, however, passing on Scoot, ah, this one burns. It burns for the fact that you really get LaMelo... Uh, if you're a Hornets fan, what are you looking at me like that?
3: Uh-huh,
2: what? Oh, I'm sorry, bro. You just gave me a look like passing on school was okay. Nah, what you t- bro? I'm sorry, bro. I just facial. Right no, bro. Your facial expression. <laughs> uh, no, no. I was just um, listening. All right, man. Great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I really regret uh, oh, stopping my monologue for that. Uh, yeah, he's a sicko. Um, but regardless, Brandon Miller, I would give a B. Joel, B-plus is fine, but there's no way you can give this an A-grade just for the fact that Screw Henderson, in my opinion, is the better prospect. You could talk about better fit because they don't necessarily, per se, need a point guard with LaMelo, but still, you need to add best available talent, especially to a team like the Charlotte Hornets. This guy, man, is so killing me today.
1: That, that happened. Um, was that a yawn?
2: Yeah, it was. Oh. It was terrible timing. Bro, we played <laughs> ball for like two and a half hours, man. Uh, We're there from like 9 a.m. to
1: like uh,
3: 2 p.m., man. It was like a shift.
1: <laughs> He's not even yeah. kidding.
3: Um, it's it's so tough because Brandon Miller is a good kid, and you saw the way he was interviewing, the way his parents were excited. He really probably great worked interview. hard, you know. Um, and you saw the Alabama; he was a leader for the team. He was a great player. It really is going to be tough that the fans are going to just not be on his side, kind of because they wanted Scoot. Uh, the horn, uh, the Hornets organization seems like they really wanted Brandon Miller. They fell in love with Brandon Miller. Lamella was texting Brandon Miller before the trade, uh, the uh, before the pick even happened, so he even knew that Brandon Miller was going to go to. He seemed pretty okay with it. They were texting back and forth. But uh, you got to give this grade a B because Scoot is the better prospect, but I do like the fit. I think the fit works really well. I think Brandon Miller can compliment LaMelo very well. I think he's still a really good player. He can become something great one day. It just sucks because when you're in an organization and you kind of have a fan base where you haven't done much, you haven't drafted well in a long, long – probably never, ever – And you haven't given the fans anything to really outside the Al Jefferson, Kemba, Walker days. You haven't given them much as of late. And they've been screaming, scoot, screaming, scoot. And you go the opposite way. You have to really, really trust your gut in this situation and really believe like Brandon Miller can be the one. So if they really trust in this position and he becomes the one, then they hit a home run. But I would give this a B. I still think Brandon Miller's a great prospect. I think he was top three, top four in this class, and I still think he's going to be a great player.
0: I don't think this is a doomsday situation like a lot of just basketball fans are acting like it is the way people reacted to this pick. You would think that Brandon Miller was Anthony Bennett or something, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the, the the line that I draw when it comes to the Scoot and Miller debate. They've been traumatized, bro. Scoot is a better player, but Brandon Miller is right not there with him. He's really not. It's a slap. It's, yeah. it's not that big 100% of a gap. Agreed. So because of that, I don't know why there's so much. Backlash for this pick They got history bro Michael Kit Gilchrist That stays in their head <laughs> Adam
2: Morrison bro we Gotta keep going back yeah. It's sad
0: man it, I'm forgetting one more they had Malik Mal- Monk
2: over Donovan no. Mitchell
0: mm. Mm. God That hurts I understand it though At
2: the time Malik was really He really was really good that At the one, time Nobody one,
0: really had Mitchell over Monk
2: That one was like a you Can't be
3: too mad But damn the shit the, When Mitchell is today And Monk is today And also like, Kit
0: Gilchrist damn. Really
2: was good in Kentucky You see his jumper it was ugly. Yeah, it, was. It, it was funky, bro. I don't know, like.
0: Woo. Gilchrist was one of those players that he was your prototypical hard worker, mm-hmm. RJ Barrett that didn't have any other real skill set he can offer. He was so, good. and you were just banking that he would work hard and all of his flaws would go away. Mm-hmm.
1: It was unfortunate. He was a good defender for a
0: while. Yeah, he was number three. The Blazers scoot Henderson home run
1: fell into their lap.
0: Oh, what are they gonna do with Dame man? Uh,
3: like it's so aggravating. Now apparently there's rumors out that Dame might stay in mentor school. That's not fire.
1: Ah, <sighs> it'd be go- uh, everything it'd, he I'd, said he didn't want to do. It'd be cool. Is anything
2: like, Dame do- can Dame do anything that would make you happy? Leaf. and go request a trade. Yeah. I why?
3: Think so why? What is their point of staying?
2: Respect. He, he wants to be a for the organization. No respect to the organization. I feel like the re- he put in his time.
3: Yeah, yeah I think it's there, it hits a certain point. Where, like, you've put in your time, you've put in your effort, you've done all you can for an organization where you both can come to a mutual agreement that, like, I understand we have to go in this direction, I understand I have to go in this direction. Dame needs to go in the direction where I need to compete for a championship, my window is closing, I'm getting up there in age, I need to be on the contending team. And Portland should be in a direction where we need to go into full rebuild, we need to finally build a different team with a different point guard. You have Scoot Henderson sitting right here in your lap. So, and and I, I feel like, Dame as a as a as a, I think his ego is getting a little bit to him. Now maybe not. I don't want to say ego but his pride a little bit in the sense of this is his city, this is his um franchise. I understand that he wants to be the one to bring the first championship to Portland and that's a big milestone. We seen Giannis do it. That was such a big we seen the Joker do it with Denver. That's a big milestone bringing that first championship to an organization but at the same time, I feel like Dame, like nobody's gonna criticize you for leaving, bro. Like you have an opportunity. You've done all you can for that Portland Trailblazers team, and you now have an opportunity opportunity to leave. And Scoot sitting right there, I don't think he needs the mentorship. I, I think you've seen Scoop. He has the family uh, behind him. He's pretty mature for his. He doesn't need the mentorship, it, but
2: he needs to run the ben- show. He would benefit yeah. greatly from it. If yeah, you get mentorship from Dame, you take it. But would Dame benefit from it? No, maybe he's playing with a, a great prospect that is gonna. What does that do for? Him? But it's not going to help Getting him more get talent. to the finals. Or well,
0: I think the gripe the with Dame is not that whether each decision is going to make me happy or or mad. It's more so what he's been saying mm-hmm. and how the actions are not reflecting what he's been saying. This entire offseason, we've heard that if the Blazers move into a youth movement, Dame is going to request a trade. Whether those reports are true or not, they have come from credible sources. And now it seems like Dame is going to stay if they're in a youth movement. This is a team that hasn't made the playoffs the last two seasons. Two years ago, was com- it was because Dean was injured. Last year, they didn't make it. Dame got shut down like a month and a half before the season ended, and he made it clear that he wants to win. Him staying in Portland is doing the complete opposite of that, and I think that is where the backlash comes from. It's like the Bradley Beal situation where you guys constantly complain about losing, but you have an opportunity to go and win, and you're not taking it. And I think that's the frustration with Dame right now. If you're going to stay, stay. If you're going to leave, then leave. But don't be half in and half out.
1: Mm-hmm. And I don't think at this point, if the Blazers were to trade, they probably would have traded the pick before they select Scoot, right? It seems unlikely that you take Scoot, sign him to his rookie contract, then trade him after the fact. I mean, it's still possible, but you typically you know, you see the trade happen before the, the player gets selected. And the front office is just in a weird place now where – Dame is saying these things, right, where he, if there is a youth movement, he doesn't want to stay. But if I'm the Blazers in the front office, you should be going towards a rebuild. It looks a lot brighter down the line with Simon, Sharp, Scoot Now, and future picks rather than trying to put some sort of contender together where realistically, even if you are able to, best case scenario, it's not going to happen. But say you get a Jalen Brown, right, I think that's probably the best player they'd be able to get. You're not beating Denver with Dame, Jalen Brown, and whatever other pieces are gonna Scoot. be out there. Scoot There's but not many championship straight, it, making
2: moves that can be made you know, right now. So that's why and even, it, even if you do make million. the deal,
1: it's like you're probably gonna be at best a second round exit team, and that's I think the high end of things. Um so the Blazers have to make a decision one way or the other, and it feels like at this point it's more likely Dame leaves. He was, was
0: on that. Instagram live and he was playing well Went the song. To Miami. The back to Miami. I yeah.
2: Um yeah, he's I, been trolling. I say this about the Portland situation. The last two years, right, Damian Lillard has been very vocal about not wanting to be on a losing team. However, in these two years, the Blazers have acquired Shaden Sharp, who provides an insane amount of upside. And now you just acquired Scoot Henderson, landing at the number three position, which was a, a complete shock and very fortunate of the Portland Trail Blazers. They acquired both of these great prospects while still having Dam on the roster. Now I'm with you guys. I can understand where there'd be a little bit of a disdain for, for just the difference of opinions when it comes to Damian Lillard and the reports that have come out. And, of course, you just read what you see. So I can't get too mad about, about you guys having that, that statement. But I still look at what Portland has done these last two years. They've only improved the roster in terms of you have two young pieces that, that can be foundational for the Portland Trailblazers. And let me also add a third because I don't want to discredit Anthony Simons. Anthony Simon's having him on a team-friendly deal. I believe he has three years now left on his contract. They'll have $75 million to pay him because his contract was four years, $100 million. That started this past season. They've done the right things while they have been losing, playing losing basketball, still while having Damian Lillard on the team. I can understand where you might have some feelings towards Dame, but what the Portland Trailblazers have done these last two seasons – for their organization will benefit them in the future.
4: But
3: they've done nothing. to losing team yeah, teams they, still they, though. They, the past Fair, two years. But I
2: think that we can look at these foundational pieces: Shaden Sharp, Scoot Henderson. Amazing. But they've done that's nothing. That's something, that's something to, to be they, happy they, about.
3: They, those are building blocks for a rebuild. Mm-hmm. In the past two years, they have built nothing but great building blocks for a rebuild. Simon, Scoot, Nasir Little's a good player. Max, um, uh, yeah, good <laughs> player. I think
0: the it's good for Portland. It's not good for Dame. When Kobe, Bryant, when Kobe Bryant yeah. wanted out of the Lakers in 07, he was growing tired of the roster. He said, if you guys don't make a big-time move, then I'm leaving. They went and they got Powell Gasol. So Kobe and
2: Dame and, just on different levels at that point in their careers.
0: Right now, Dame is in a level where he's in his prime. He doesn't yes. have four or five. Maybe he does. I'm not sure in this current NBA with the, at, with the tools that we have for modern-day athletes. But Dame, he needs to contend for a championship. He can't wait for scoot simons and sharp to develop for three years and then now he can compete he needs to compete now so i think that's a similarity in a situation where kobe bryant gave the Lakers an ultimatum you're either making a big time move or i'm leaving dame has made that ultimatum reportedly and now that trade has came and it seems like he's staying in portland
1: there's trades out there if they want to make it. I know Miami's still interested. I'm sure the Bucs would do anything to get him on that team. So if, if they want to package, it's out there. But it feels like their best chance is to do it before the draft.
2: If I'm Portland, though, I feel like what I'm doing, I'm I'm following what our game plan is. And, yes, Damian Lillard may be making it a little bit confusing for us. But if you're Portland, you understand that Damian Lillard is arguably the best player that they've ever had in their franchise. And so you probably do everything you can to cater to him while also understanding this team's not where we need it to be. Mm -hmm. And they've only added strong talent, young talent in this draft these last couple of seasons. I'm with you guys. They're not playing winning basketball. Ultimately, that's what matters, especially when you have Dame. But in Damien's career, I believe he's only missed the playoffs twice when he's been healthy. last two years. So I was going to say he had the abdominal injury, missed a great portion of the season. Yep. And then last season, obviously, he got shut down, but that was towards the end of the season. So I believe there's only two seasons where he was healthy that he missed the playoffs. Yeah. So Damian gives you that chance to compete to at least be in contention to make the playoffs. But th- even this last season, that wasn't enough. They were able to secure a top three spot due to the lo- the lottery and the luck of that too. But I feel as if, if I'm Portland, the way that I look at it, I feel like they're making the right moves while still having this massive contract, this superstar Fringe superstar player and Damian Lillard on their team.
1: It's just hard to do both. We see the Warriors. It's very hard to develop your young guys and try to compete. And the Warriors had a way better roster than Portland does Shaden
2: developed beautifully towards the end of last season. We expect Scoot. Let me not say. I won't say he is supposed to be great going into his rookie season. But two, three years down the line, Damian Lillard should still be, if not towards the back end of his prime, but nevertheless still in his prime. It could get it could get interesting depending on the moves that they make, and then if they're if you have Scoot who's developed very nicely, Shaden continues to develop the way that he he showed that he can his rookie season. Damian's Damien. Maybe Portland decides to be a little bit more aggressive on the trade market. They go and they make a splash. Now you have four guys, and uh, this is a hypothetical, of so course. Four. Whoever they acquire, if, if that if you can really believe in that, I mean, respect Anthony Simons as He'll well. Probably be gone, Anthony. You don't probably think that, be a part of that trade.
0: You don't think that you're being a bit too optimistic on the Blazers situation?
2: I think I am, and I definitely get where you're coming from. I just feel like Anthony Simon, Scoot Henderson, great foundational pieces for the future. That's how I look at it. The Dame situation, I feel like, is where I'm would being you keep, kind. You,
3: you're admitting that you would keep Dame, but that leaves no room for Simons to fully develop to what Understandable.
2: He is. I feel like with Scoot, with Dame, Anthony's role kind of gets harder That's to crowded. distinguish where it is. He becomes the piece that becomes expendable. And with a guy whose contract's as great as it is, three years, 75, that's yo, someone that yo. teams are going to want.
0: Next up, the Rockets, Amin Thompson. Mm. Another
2: great pick. Talk to me, of your Rockets. Yeah, new
0: new, Ooh. in... Uh... You and
2: Joel are going to be seeing eye-to-eye a lot this yeah. season. Yeah, I'm a Sangoon guy now. Sangoon? Okay. I've wow. been
0: a Sangoon guy.
3: You
2: have, have been, been a Sangoon been.
3: guy. Um, no, this was a A-Pick. Um, They got their guy. They wanted this guy for a minute. He fell right into their laps. They had to do nothing extra... He just brings a different type of athleticism and explosion to the league. Brings a different type of twitchiness. The jumper needs some work, obviously. But Ime being the coach makes me a little bit more like confident because that defense, that that intensity that Amen brings on the other right. end, Ime is gonna like that about him from day one. And plus he's 6'7. You know, that size paired with Jalen Green, who's 6'4, six, 6'5, six, he can be able to guard people. Jalen Green can't guard, you know, especially with that speed, that athleticism. Him and Jalen Green, that's an athletic backcourt in itself. I think he definitely, you know, OT is something that people talk about, but I think the way he trained was NBA like, the way he worked out with NBA players. He played a lot of scrimmages with NBA players. He's just coming in for Houston. You know, he's going to be able to contribute day one. He the jumper is going to look walky in year one. It's going to look <laughs> a little bit very funky, but as long as they bring in good shooting coaches, guys that can definitely help him develop his jumper. He's gonna and of course he bulk up a little bit more. He's a little thin. A little, a little more spacing yeah. on in the well, NBA level. And as too, long as he, so can, as long him. if Jalen Green, Jabari find their jumper, the spacing will be there for Agreed. them. is gonna be able to work well when Singunov cuts, backdoor cuts,
2: screens, stuff like that. I think this was definitely a a a minus pick for them. I feel Ace fine, dude. I mean, you look at the Rockets. What if they needed a point guard? KPJ had had to play. The point guard role for them, when really that's not who he is. He can play, make sure, but he's more of a two guard. He w- he wants to get his bucket. But the size that this team's gonna play with, you mentioned it, Riv, six seven, Amon. You have the six five, Jalen Green, Tari Eason, what six seven, if I'm not wrong. Jabari Smith, six ten, six eleven. Alperen Sengun, six six eleven. I also believe Cam Whitmore, getting him. We're gonna talk about that pick a little bit later, but. This team is starting to come together with Ime Udoka. There's gonna there's gonna be a little bit more of an identity now. You looked at last year's Rockets, what was their identity? That they were a mess? I mean that's not the identity that you necessarily want on your name. Now here they're going to be a little bit more defensive minded, and now they have someone who can actually initiate the offense. Jabbar will now get into some better spots. Jalen will now get into some better spots. Ironically, both I say name Jalen Green. Obviously, will get into some better spots. So I believe that this was a great pick. Obviously, the athleticism we all know that it's there, but really the, the reason why this is so great is because they need that initiator on offense.
0: Amen Thompson is an A plus pick, and I think this draft, based on where both the Thompson twins went back to back. This was a win for Overtime Elite. That's a fact, For you guys to be hyping up these players as much as you were. And it also gave credibility to the league in the fact that, you know, NBA scouts did not care. They didn't. They drafted these guys as high as they drafted them because they believe in the skill set no matter where they came from. So I think this was an A-plus for the Rockets. They've needed a point guard for a long time. I think now this makes KPJ either expendable or six a player man. off the bench. And I think he's always been suited in for a six man role. You we'll have the buckets. keys, you have freedom. I think this was a great pick by Houston.
1: Yeah, I think the most exciting thing is we'll see some passing from the Rockets. We'll <laughs> see, you know, hopefully a <laughs> real offense. Bro. You know, chilling aside, Respect though. Shingun. Yeah, facts. He was probably the only one that's a willing passer on this team before uh, Amen got here. Um, but I love the fit, especially with Ime. I mean, The jumper, like you mentioned, Riv, that's really going to be the thing that decides his ultimate ceiling in the league, right? Like, he's got basically everything else. He's got the size, athleticism, he can defend, he's a good passer. Um, It's really just, is his jump shot going to be able to come along that will be able to, you know, propel him into an all-NBA type player. Um, But I think this is a great pick for the Rockets. Now, at this point, I would stay away from James Harden. Sounds like Harden's going to return to Philly. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I'm the Rockets, just give the keys to to, to Amen. Amen? 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 I I don't know which one it is. No, it's It's Amen. 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 I always say Amen. Uh, I know. You fuck me up. Um, I do.
4: NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay
2: close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even
4: if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off.
1: Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews.
2: Hello. Uh, but I would just, I would just, I would give the
1: keys to him at this point. Don't leave the Harden shit alone. You know, I think that's just in the past. Keep this young core, keep building, but a great pick for the Rockets. Yeah, and it's good. You
0: know, Harden gets to stay in Philly, compete for God. a championship. Uh, what? I like that. Compete for who? Compete for a championship. And, and, uh, uh, With uh, Nick
1: Nurse? Uh, yeah, oh, maybe.
0: This is interesting. Maybe, yeah. Let's <laughs> no,
1: do it. I
3: hope, and I, and I hate this, but if Philly wins a chip, I can't wait. To, I, I'm going to talk nasty. Unfortunately, I'm making
1: you hope for a Harden championship. You are.
3: I can't wait to go back. I did my job.
1: Is that a win? He's going to have Harden.
3: It's, it. it's an it's a L because Harden won and I didn't want him to win. But it's a W because I'm going to be on a Patreon one day. And we're going to bring up that video again. I'm going to be like, remember when you were shit
0: talking <laughs> Nick Nurse? And he just helped your goat get a chip. All I said was... We might, view, we, <laughs> might, we might view Nick, <laughs> we might we might view Nick we might view Nick Nurse similar yeah. to how we view Doc Rivers if he does if he fails in Well if he gets a chip that's that saying. shit is dead yeah. in the wall. Oh, oh, yeah. of course if he gets a chip yeah of yeah. Yeah. course it's dead if he yeah. gets to E C Honestly ECF Nick Nurse final. has like
1: another ten years before he's in the Doc Rivers conversation. <laughs> well he's be trending honest. towards <laughs> it if he fails in
0: Number five, the Pistons. <laughs> I'm back. Asar Thompson, I gave this number three team. I gave this pick a C. because The Pistons need shooting. They need shooting surrounded around Cade, Ivy. Asura Thompson is not the passer his brother is, although he's still a a, plus playmaker. I
2: I think he's a really good passer.
0: he's still not the passer a man is. I don't disagree. His role in Detroit is going to be a lot off ball. In transition, he'll be really good. I think his defense will be really good. Agreed. But if he doesn't have a reliable enough jump shot early on, it really limits him and where he can play next to Cade and Ivy. So that is the most important thing in his fit with Detroit. How well can he shoot? I think that there were strides in his jump shot later in the LTE season. He is more developed than a man mm-hmm. in shooting, but that is the concern with the Saw right now.
2: I think a C, in my opinion, is disrespectful. I, that just means in the fact that you believe that he just won't be a factor on offense. I think that yeah. at the minimum, he'll be able to attack First, the basket. No, we, we don't have to get crazy about this. I just think a C, if that came across rude to you, King, I'm sorry. But a C, was, I wasn't expecting to hear a C. Just for the fact that how athletic he is, his ability to attack the basket. Yes, I understand that his jump shot is not there by any means. For it to be worse than a men, that's saying something. So I do look at the plus side. You do have Jaden Ivey who can shoot the ball. Not great, but obviously better than him. Cade Cunningham, his jump shot hasn't been to what you are expecting him to transition from college to the NBA level, but you expect his jump shot to continue to improve. Bogdanovich is still on this team. There's there's players that can shoot the basketball. It's not essential that he can can be this knockdown shooter. Yes, you want him to develop, it where he can actually be someone that you could Trust that if he's wide open, that he's going to make the, the jumper. But you're, you said it perfectly, though. Transition offense will be great for Asar. I do believe that his ability to attack the basket, be athletic, just be th- more athletic than the defenders that he's going to be facing on the NBA level, I think that that will benefit him most. And I think that you look at this Pistons team, it's a team that's going to want to run and, and really get out and beat other opposing teams with their speed. So I didn't give a grade I would still give them a B. This is not this is not a, a home run pick. I feel like you would have looked at it like a Jairus Walker, a Taylor Hendricks. Get get them more uh, players that could impact the front court. But I do look at Asar and think that this is still a very good pick.
3: I'm I'm gonna go B here. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna go C low, but I'm, I don't think this was an A. This shocked us. We was at the house. This definitely Bax, shocked us at the crib. Asar was getting a little bit of traction late that he could be the five, the fifth pick. And I remember I was telling you guys. Last episode, that Weaver said he might take a swing in this draft class. He might go for the wild card, and he did with You're Osar. Right. Um, I think this is interesting. Asar is the better shooter than Eamon right now. He's not the playmaker he is, but he is great in transition. He's I think he's a little bit of a better defender than Eamon, in my opinion. Jaden Ivy and Osar are going to be able to put a lot of pressure on the rim, but the spacing is going to be in question. You know, they do have Bogdanovic. You expect Cade to come back and, you know, continue that mid-range shooting because he was a really great mid-range shooter when he was healthy. Would you expect him to be a good three-point shooter when he comes back? Ivy, you expect him to tread upward, not be an elite shooter, but just somewhat of an okay shooter. But also, I really just, I guess they got a guy they, that that was just athletically gifted. They wanted to put somebody n- next to Cade, next to Ivy, that defensively can be that guy for them on the defensive end, athletically can change the game. I mean, they have, a, they have Durin. Ivy and Asar in the starting five that's an extreme athletic fun exciting starting five along with Cade and Bogdanovic I think for the future you know this is really good I think this is a good reach that's why I gave it a B but the spacing is going to be in question of course but I think with Monty Williams there he can be able to develop these guys and I trust the organization
1: yeah Jaden Ivy shot 34% last year on five or six attempts so I mean it's not Cade who is in like the 30s 29 percent, something like that around his rookie year but I, I see where you're coming from joel the even when it, they got drafted we said the fit is a little bit strange there um but i do think that the pistons although they have a fun core right kate ivy durin i still think they're in position to just like take the most talented player available and you know there you can make the argument for a lot of guys here but i still do think the potential we, we talked about it with uh a too um all the physical tools are there, right? Like everything you would want in a, a player, especially in the modern NBA and in a wing. I mean, Asar is given that to you. He has side, the athleticism, basically all the shit. They're, they're basically the same player the just b- b- <laughs> with different kind of like elite type traits, right? Um, so I think the Pistons are still in position just to take, you know, acquire talent and kind of figure shit out as they go, especially now that they have Monty. It, it sounds like they have, you know, a clear direction and leader there. Um, maybe you make the argument for Taylor Hendricks who could shoot, you know, it it does feel like a more natural fit with their with the guys they already have there. Um, but I don't mind you know swinging for the moon and, and just trying to get the best player available at their selection. I'd probably go with a B B minus.
0: Asar Thompson. Part of the reason why I was lower on him than Amen, because I think when I watched their highlights, I kind of was leaning to Asar a little bit. Asar Thompson versus pro teams when they played before on um, the before the OTE season and the in the preseason, they faced I think six pro club teams. Asar really struggled in those games. Amen Thompson remained steady, the same player. So I think I can trust in his uh, his leap to the NBA a little bit more. Where Asar was struggling against pro-level competition, which is where at the NBA level, with these fit issues, that's where I don't love this pick. Okay. I think Taylor Hendricks is a better fit. You guys know I would have went with Jarris Walker. Mm-hmm. I think Jarris Walker would have been Jairus the perfect. Yeah. makes a lot of sense here. Yeah, Jarris would have been the perfect connector Asar Thompson, he was kind of a player that I feel like needed more freedom within an offense. understand. And not be restricted by two players in front of him that will have the ball far more than him.
2: I just think that with the lack of success that Detroit has seen, I think, yes, you're assuming that Ivy and Cade will have the ball significantly more, but with the lack of winning that has happened in Detroit, I wouldn't be surprised if they just decided to let him have a little bit more freedom, but I definitely understand that that drawback given of course I think Ivy's got the, the year on him and Cade has two years and that's the number one pick you're expecting him to be your franchise leader. I think
3: I think Cade and Ivy are gonna make the game easier for him. I think being as good of playmakers as they both are, we backs. saw Ivy improve month by month. All three of them are the, really yeah, good passers. I think I think those two can be able to make the game easier for them, be able to help him in transition. Help him on backdoor cuts. You know, Oscar can learn a lot playing off ball. But yeah, he didn't he didn't look great in those uh pro league games. He, Amen looked more confident as a ball handler, a playmaker, and stuff like that. It this was that's why this is this was a pick that was like the swing for the fences pick. Like Detroit was just like, fuck it. Let's upside. just go best talent. Mm-hmm. Let's go upside and figure it out. We just paid Monty to do what we expect him to do. Why not? So yeah, that's why I didn't go too high. But I I I understand C once you explain it.
0: Number six, Magic Anthony Black. Here we go. I went with a B minus. You guys know that I'm a wow. huge Anthony Black B- fan. B minus. You know, if this is if I'm if I'm doing it just from my mind, I'm giving this an A plus. Because <laughs> Anthony Anthony Black is my guy. And you've had him mocked to Orlando in the two mocks. For sure. I've, do I've mock had I've B- had him B- as high as four the Rockets. Oh, so so I'm, I'm really surprised. Know, B-. Anthony B-. Anthony Black is that is me, my that guy. The only reason why I gave this a B minus is because. <laughs> Anthony Black is one of those players that I just wish went to a team do where this. he had freedom, man, Don't do this. where he went to the Jazz. He could just run his own show. Orlando has a lot of talent. Franz Wagner, Paolo, Markel Fultz is good, Wendell Carter, and I'm I'm assuming Black will start. There is no spacing within that lineup. And that's what kind of derails me a little bit with this pick. I feel like they had to pick Anthony Black though, because I think Jalen Suggs. This pick probably solidifies that they're not really thinking much about him when it comes to their future moves. Cole Anthony is expendable. Markel Foltz doesn't enter your mind
2: of also being one of those guys that they're I have a okay hot take with about leaving. Him, but I'll say it in a minute. I don't think so. But what's your hot take first? I go?
3: think Foltz is expendable.
2: That's what I'm saying, dude. I feel like similar skill sets. The, the idea that Markel's jumper really might never get back to what people expected it to be, having to pay him a little bit more money than you may want to if you're the Orlando Magic. I think they picked
3: Black and Jet, and we'll get to Jet in a little bit, yeah. which was a – Yeah, that, that was that's um, the one where if that, you gave a B-minus, I planning, got you. They're planning them to be the backcourt of the okay.
0: future. Okay, so I, I didn't know that Markel Fultz is on an expiring deal. Yeah, So his, his contract expires bad. after this year. Yeah, it's not that bad. I'm pretty sure it does. I understand the black pick much much more. I'll move it up. I'll bump it up. It's going to an A now. Okay. Oh, because now it's an A. You're an a. ready, yeah. Because yeah. I'm assuming it's Folts and Black, and it's the yeah. backcourt they're kind of sticking with. If they're gonna give Anthony Black the show, oh, don't
3: yeah.
0: Know. I mean, Anthony Black is a beast. This guy be good. is gonna be amazing. I agree. The same doubts that people have about Anthony Black. I remember the, the talk about Josh Giddy pre draft. And now people have this revisionist history, like they knew Josh Giddy was gonna be good. Everybody was low on Josh Giddy. Yeah. When OKC selected him over Jonathan Kaminga, the the draft world went into a flurry. They couldn't believe it. And Anth- Anthony Anthony Black. A- no, pick for he's saying Franz. No, Josh Skiddy. He was pick number six. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was six. Coming in yeah, was, was He was later. Oh shit. Okay, yeah, we're good. Anthony Black is gonna Damn. be like his fellow sixth overall pick in Josh Skiddy, and, and he's Kamingo gonna be promised. somebody that's gonna show a lot of flashes. Okay. Anthony Black, no, he he's that really good. good. I, agree. I just d- made this grade low because I don't like the Fulton Black backcourt. I want Anthony Black to be the point guard. I don't want him to play shooting guard. I want him to be the primary ball handler in whatever offense he's in.
3: Huh. Um, I could just say. I, I also believe in Anthony Black. You know, he likes to take the honorary Black, Anthony Black sign. He can have it. That's his guy. Fine. Whatever. I've been telling
0: you about him for years. Yep.
3: Have it. Listen, I'm giving it to you. You can take it. Um, But I, I do well, believe. Uh, yeah. Take crazy. it hard. I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do believe in Anthony Black's ability. I think Uh, him. I think in Arkansas, he was held back a little bit, especially with at first sharing it with Nick Smith. And then his coach wanted him to put more pressure at the rim. He played a lot of pick and roll. He was a great distributor for them down the stretch in the conference games, in the tournament. I don't know why Orlando Magic fans are so
2: down on him. I think he can become a really good Because they are so shooter. infatuated with the idea that his, his percentages yeah. are not good. And Folks can't shoot either, but I think,
3: I think they can play off each other. I think Black can be a secondary and a primary ball handler. I think he can be both. I think he can play off faults as a shooter. He can actually shoot the ball. He just he was show he would show his shooting mm-hmm. when he gets to the league. I think his ability to defend is underrated. I think he's a really fucking yeah. good defender, especially off ball. He's really good at that. He fits the mold of what Orlando wants to do. 64, 65, 66, 67 guys that can do a little bit of everything. And at, and realistically, where were you going to go? You weren't going to take Grady Dick at six. six. You were going to hope he was at 11. He was at 11, and you didn't even take him. Yeah. So, you, realistically, you had no offer at six. You got Carroll at the four. You got Wagner at the three. Wendell's at the five. Wendell's on a cheap deal, and he's a good player. You're probably not going to move him. No. So, what did you need? You need more guard depth. Suggs hasn't shown you anything. Cole has shown you he's a six easy man He's easy with the hasn't year. shown you anything. His defense so is offensive. still fire. Offense. Suggs hasn't shown you anything. Uh, Cole has shown you he's a six-man at best, and Fultz has been in and out of injuries for his whole career. And he still can't shoot. Great playmaker, but he can't shoot. He can put pressure on the rim. So I think Black was the obvious pick here. I mean, you could have tried log jamming at Hendricks, but I thought this was an amazing pick for them. So
0: here's an amazing stat by Anthony Black. Only three players since 2010 have had an above 20% assist rate, above 50% free throw rate, and above 20% dunk rate. That's Ben Simmons, John Wall, and Anthony Black. Those are all, the only three guys. Good company. See, that, that's it is good company. company. company good <laughs> yeah. yeah. company if you can stay healthy. Good
2: company if you can stay healthy. I was listening to our friends over at the Six Man Show. Shout out to Jonathan. Shout out to Luke. And they said some really – they said a lot of facts. They had a lot of certainty before the draft with their guard position. And now that Anthony Black's in town, now, that it, now it kind of fogs your idea of what is the lineup going to be. Now it's very simple. Really, it is for me, at least. Anthony Black's going to be their point guard of the future. He he provides you with great defensive versatility. He provides you with athleticism. He provides you with great size. Obviously, great playmaking. The Duke can make some insane passes. But really what it allows you to now is a little bit more flexibility with your money situation. You understand, uh, at least the way I see it is, Franz Wagner is going to get his bag. Paulo Boncaro is going to get his bag. Markel Fultz is one of those guys that... I just, I, if I'm a Magic fan, yes, I would like him back. But if it's on a team-friendly deal, Cole Anthony, I think that he's best utilized as a sixth man. I don't know if I'm the Orlando Magic. If he wants more money than I'm willing to give him, if I'm going to bend over backwards to make to make Cole Anthony happy to bring him back to our squad. So for me personally, I think that Anthony Black was the the only move here. They needed a guard. They were. They had the 11th pick. That's when you go and you take the need pick at pick six. You take best available, and that was Anthony Black. This is an A for me.
1: We traded Eduardo Escobar. Pain. It was
2: inevitable, bro. I mean, during he, the game, it's crazy. Mid game, they pulled him.
1: out. He, he wasn't in the lineup, but we traded him. Hate yeah. to see it. Um, I know you're a big Eduardo Escobar fan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Magic fans were not thrilled with this. You know, obviously, I followed the Six Men Show as well, and they weren't. I think they were happy, you know, I think they were fine with it, but, uh, Magic fans in general really weren't, I don't know if it's because of the upside maybe, or lack thereof with Anthony Black, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the shooting or lack of shooting, um, he doesn't have, like, out of the gym athleticism, so I don't know if it's just because Anthony Black, I don't know if it's because Anthony Black just doesn't have, like, top 10 player in the NBA potential is a reason why Magic fans aren't excited, but... What he does have, you have to be excited for. I mean, a six-seven guard who could facilitate, who could defend. And the rest of your pieces are already there, right? You already have Paolo, you have Wendell, you have Fran. So I don't think you needed to get in here and, you know, make this extremely risky pick where you try to get someone who's out of this world. I think Anthony Black's going to slide in and be a really solid player for them. And the Magic, even though, you know, they had a pretty bad record this year, I thought towards the end of the season, we kind of saw their young players start to develop and, Start to string some wins together. And I think Anthony Black's a winning player. He's going to be able to come in and kind of contribute to that. Um, and, you know, Magic, I think their goal this upcoming season should be trying to get into a playing game. And Anthony Black, he's mature. He has the smarts, the intangibles are all there. Um, it's just really, like we talked about with a few of these guys, it's really just the shooting, I think, is the biggest thing um, that's going to, you know, for one, hold Magic fans back, and two, probably ultimately hold, you know, his, his ceiling in the NBA.
0: And he's fun. I was looking at a at his TikTok page. It's not a fact. Is that a, he has a oh, lot of saw, TikTok dances?
1: I, I saw Cole Anthony uh, tweet that.
0: That's the type of extrovert they need in the locker room. Is
1: that what they need? Yeah,
0: <laughs> okay. I think it is. Anthony Black is really cool. Yeah, especially if Cole Anthony's going to be leaving, they yeah.
1: got a, they got big guys now. You know, Anthony Black, six seven, Paolo six ten, Frond. I mean, they have a really big lineup.
0: Number seven was the Pacers pick, but they traded it to the Wizards, and the Wizards selected Bilal Kulubali. I'm giving this pick a D. Mm. <sighs> so this is this
3: is, this is the, the Wizards. Wizards.
0: This the, is the
2: Wizards. Wizards. This, is, this is tough. Yeah, it's. I say it's tough for me. You know what? You can explain your D grade. I mean, people are. I'm Why sure. give a D?
0: Well, this is a D because uh, Bilal like. is good. You know, he right now is a three and D player. Last episode, I gave the stat on how he was virtually invisible in a half court setting when he played for the Metropolis in France. This was a D because the Wizards. I feel like they needed kind of a swing pick. I think they needed more of a, they need more talent injection. And you can say Bilal is that, but I would have either rather a player with more upside than him or someone that is ready to win now, like a Jairus Walker who can be the perfect connector. I thought Bilal at seven was a reach. We knew that he was going to be selected high because there was a lot of reports trending this way. But the Wizards selecting him really surprised me.
2: I feel like it's inevitable that we have to mention Cam Whitmore, obviously falling to pick twenty. And I say that for the fact of you mentioned they needed a swing pick there with Cam Whitmore falling all the way. I get it. They're, the everyone was all is worried about his knee cartilage, did not impress in in interviews or in workouts. But if you're the Wizards and you're understanding that we're in the we're in the business of collecting young talent and trying to build something here, take the flyer on Cam Whitmore, especially after you just blew up your your team with trading your two best players. Um, but again, I understand where you're coming from. I wouldn't go D range. I probably would go C, C plus for the sole fact of, obviously he he has the upside to be a, a great to an elite defender, has the size, has the athleticism. The concern is offense, but he is great at attacking the rim. The shooting simply is not there. But I feel like Cam Whitmore, I get it, that you can be worried all you want, but the talent is there. You have a Jairus Walker. That probably would have been my selection for the playmaking that he also provides. Allows the others around him to be better. Can also space the floor. Versatile defender. So I'm going C, C plus if I'm being kind. i give this a B. I,
0: hmm. I, I don't know about You're you. You're
2: a Bilal guy? I I understand. They're building an identity. Just because they traded up one spot, I feel like they could have stayed at eight and still picks. got him. Unless them. they I'm thought
0: Indiana was going to slash Do you, you think that that, that would have happened? Yeah. <laughs> Do your job. <laughs> Um, it makes no sense to trade up if you think Indiana is selecting him. Facts. I, I gave it a B because I, I feel like they're building
3: an identity, and what Bilal brings you is a defensive edge. I mean, they this is a new or trade this, for is Jordan a, Poole. this is exactly this is a new this, but this no this is my point. Okay. You, you have Jordan Poole at the one, right? Now you're bringing in Bilal. You need to build the kind of I'm not saying build a run like I'm not saying Jordan Poole. You Build, he's the number one. You but need a team around him, bro. You, you right? You need to build some type of defensive identity. <laughs> if you have Jordan Poole in your lineup, you're gonna need bro, some type of team defense around so, right. Jones. Let's be real, anyways. Um, he's not starting, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. But I, I'll give it a B because I think Bilal, what he brings is defensive identity. You need Agreed. something like that. You already have Denny Avia there, who's a really good defender, Corey Kisper's a shooter. You pretty much want to rid yourself of these other guys you already did on this team. You have to bring in some type of guy who can come in. He knows what his role is. Like you said, three and D he can come in. He defends at a high level. He can hit the three ball. He can develop slowly. I mean, Poole is going to be able to set him up for open shots. Tyus Jones is going to be able to set him up for open shots. He doesn't have to do too much. He's just a to defend, to show that high level. And I think, you know, you could have went Jarris here. I think Jarris would have been cool, I guess. You could have went Taylor Hendricks here. Taylor Hendricks would have been cool, I guess. But I think Bilal, with that defensive upside he has, I'm not mad at the pick, so I would have gave it a B probably.
1: Okay. And I'm shocked you didn't mention he's only eighteen years old. You know, so he definitely fits your timeline of, you know, young prospects. Um, but I think uh, most I see importantly, what we're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> that was messy. Uh, I think most importantly, I love this I love the land spot for him because the Wizards are gonna be bad for a few years, right? And Bilal, he needs time to develop. Only eighteen years old, coming over France. I mean, I think it would have been not ideal for him to go to a place that need him to contribute day 1 cuz day 1 he'll probably come in and be a plus defender um but his offensive game needs a ton of work and the the wizards made the right move you know a couple weeks ago starting this rebuild by trading Bradley Beal, Chris Paul, Porzingis and Bilal's going to be able to come in and just develop slowly and i think that's what he's going to need because the worst thing you could do is get a raw prospect like Bilal, at least offensively that is and try to rush him and to become something they're not ready for. I think that's what you saw with the Warriors and guy like James Wiseman, although injuries and stuff too. Um, but the fact that he went to the Wizards, who could very easily have number one pick overall next year, there's not going to be rumors a year from now that they're trying to trade off him to try to get someone that can contend. So I think this is a great spot for him. I'd probably give it a, a C plus, maybe a B-, minus, um, just because it still feels like kind of a boomer bust because offensively you have no idea what he's going to be.
0: Number eight, the Pacers. Jarris Walker, A plus. This is an A, this a, plus. Is an a plus. He's the perfect, perfect connector. Yep. Miles Turner, Jarris Healed, Matherin, Tyrese. Taylor
2: Hendricks oh. is right there. The
0: Pacers man. are pushing for that playoff spot next year. They Tyrese. are, and Tyrese is. Reese. Reese. We know yeah. he's gonna have a he's gonna have a breakout season. All, all year NBA for sure. show. For the show, he's definitely gonna be in contention. I'm talking. I'm talking t- t- about 25 and 10 from Tyrese Oof. next year. That's Congrats. how much he's jumping next and year. He no, yo, he's gonna reach Trey Young's statistics finally. <laughs> and and I saw that poll you put on Instagram. Very split. What was it? Yeah, Loki was. It, it was, was key so was. was. it, Trey? Nah, but it was, was it Trey versus But the Tyrese. comments
2: for Trey were like, "What, was what are we doing here?" I did a poll and Trey had seventy percent of the oh, votes. Oh yeah, no, that wasn't split. Yep, yeah, no, he destroyed. Doesn't
0: Tyrese. he have Hawks fan in his in his one of his teams? That, that's they, yes, they rock one of your the teams. why they The Why don't you go
3: look? Why don't you go look at the pick of comments to see what they're voting for?
0: Right We're now, their vote is, is really split. You know, I'll say Young has more votes. I, I'm not saying it's not a hot opinion to say Tyrese is over Trey. It definitely is. <laughs> but he's going to prove me right. And Jairus Walker is the next step in this Pacers rebuild. Like I'm going to talk about what they did later on in the draft that I also loved. But Jairus Walker, perfect connector. I can't ask for more. Yeah.
2: Nah, this shit isn't split, bro. It is cap- cap- it's maybe like 70 30 at best. He capped. Yeah, no, he capped. like 60
0: 40. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, A minus pick. You you said all the good things. Jarvis comes in, fits immediately for what they want to do as a connector, as a defensive player. Him and Miles Turner are going to be great. Matherin, year two, is going to be really good. Tyrese is going to show out this year. It, this is definitely a great pick for what they want to do. I think they want to compete now. I think they want to definitely hunt for that playoff, play in spot. And Jarvis is the perfect pick for it. So nothing not, not much to say
2: about it I, I'll give it an A plus of course because this was just a great pick for them uh, Of course this is an a, an a pick for me the Pacers needed another guy especially in that front court that provided defensive versatility that can space the floor a little bit and that's exactly Jairus Walker but also an underappreciated part of his game and I say underappreciated but everyone who watches and knows about Jairus Walker understands that. He's a very good playmaker. And for a big man, he knows the right pass. He knows the right play. Great decision maker. So for me, yes, you guys hit all the points. They needed that extra size in the front court. This is an A pick.
1: Yeah, and his build is nuts. 6'7", 250 with a 7'3 wingspan. He's a grown man. Gave you a block and a half in college. Uh, the shooting, 35% from three. His his free throw shooting, oddly enough, usually if you're a good three point shooter, a good free throw shooter, it was like 66%. he was in telling me
2: this, dude. What is it with college players and them not being able to hit their free throws? Just it's very odd. Anthony Just Black, 70% from the free throw yeah, line, it's, too. It's
0: weird. but um, The rims are kind of different in college.
2: Are they? Ball.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Is it the ball or is it the rim? I think it's the rim. How sure you? I mean, because the ball different. Because but of the, the sound of it, you can hear it. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Something yeah, annoyingly true. loud.
3: Yeah, you want to know something cool?
0: I uh, do. But I also just think that these players are underdeveloped at shooting. Yeah. That's really the, mo- the biggest thing. Really
2: cool. Let's Talk see. to me.
3: Pool shot, only 80% in uh, uh,
2: college. College, 80% from the free throw yeah. line?
1: What the hell? I don't know. It's just Well, I mean, years, like, that makes sense, going from 80 to 90%. Going from, like, I know, going from, like, but if you're like a below average free throw shooter, I think that's more impressive going from below average to really good than going from good going to from great. Eighty to ninety great. is ninety percent is insane. Jarris
0: is. Is is. Walker is built like a Greek god. he's a green. I was. He's a green. He's a grown man. He's a grown man. He can play the Hulk in yeah. the
1: movies. For he's gonna sure, be able man. to switch on defense. Uh, the Pacers they have they have a, a fun
0: a fun young. And this is
2: also an it gets their grade gets boosted for the fact that they traded back a spot and still got a player that's gonna fit them perfectly.
0: Number nine, the Jazz. Taylor Hendricks. So
2: I actually wanted to wait to read this news, but apparently there's a rumor that the Pistons had multiple offers for the number five pick. One of them, which was the package from the Jazz, which was pick nine, pick twenty-eight, a 2025 first. They said no. And they said no. They wanted their guy bad. Yeah. They Utah, said Utah should have said yeah. <sighs> I, yeah, you would have liked him to like go to you. Utah. I know. Utah.
0: There was reports that Utah said that they view this as a four-player draft. Then, Anthony Black. That was a report.
2: Ha! <laughs> well, at five, they probably would have gone Anthony. You yeah. just shit on your guy.
0: Who's my guy? Anthony well, Black. He's at least part of the draft. No, he said yeah. it's no, a
2: four-player
1: com- draft and,
2: and yeah. Anthony Black.
1: Everybody's saying after Anthony Black, there's nothing.
2: Oh, they're fucking dumb.
1: That's <laughs> what the
0: Jazz... That's what a report said about oh, the Jazz. Cat.
2: Yeah, because Taylor Hendricks is on the squad now no, in no, the movie. This, it, it, is but that's sure why the Jazz anymore.
0: wanted to trade up, though they wanted to get Anthony Black. That's where they were going to go. That's yeah. where they were going to go. Think so? Yes,
1: one hundred percent. Black went to what six? Like he would have been. Oh man, it. he would have been
3: so, so good. So why did they only just trade for five? Detroit was never taking Black. <laughs>
1: no, was, well they were trying to get ahead of the Magic. They were. Uh, but why didn't they just trade with the Magic? Because the Magic, the Magic probably would have
3: taken Osar. I think the Magic would
2: have took nine, twenty eight, and some change. Hmm. Maybe that's Cat. Hendricks. Your guy, right? I he is my guy, and I was I was going to give him an A plus. Uh, I'll give him an A-minus. Uh, I was very happy with it, of course. Now you have him playing the four. It's not a sent. There's no need for him at all to play the five now. I feel like that was best suited for him, which is another reason why I like the Indiana fit for Taylor because, of course, Miles Turner would have been there. He's able to play the four, a little versatile. He can defend two to four. Um, but really, you have Walker Kessler there. Now you have Taylor Hendricks in that front court. Laurie Markinen. You guys have, I mean, just the size that's there. Losing over Lori, Who you are. Yeah, yeah, dude. Lori's like that. And, of course, his ability to space the floor shot 41% from three. I, I reiterate it every single time that we talk about it. The dude's, he's lights out from three. I am expecting and hoping that it translates to the NBA. Utah had a very nice draft. Of course, we're going to talk about it a little later. But, of course, Keontae, Bryce Sensible. They did an amazing job. And, of course, Taylor Hendricks started the night off right for them. So, I'm going to give them an A-. Um. I thought about it. At first, I was a little shocked. Um, I give me an a. Who would they have taken if not? I
3: just part? said a. Well, you said shocked at first. Yes, of course. But why? I don't. Why? Remember, I don't remember. Why would you? Be, why were we shocked? I didn't. I didn't. They wouldn't. I thought they would go somewhere else. Now I'm oh. giving him a. Does it matter? I'm no, no, I'm curious because you I said you were remember. shocked. I just
2: need an answer, really. I, I, I don't <laughs> like, remember. What are we doing here? How can nah, be shocked?
3: Do you don't have an answer. No, I was
2: shocked that day.
3: I, I oh, was yesterday. shocked. I last it. night. Yeah, oh, I was shocked when they picked Taylor. Sorry, bro. I'm on your. Remember when you told me? I was like, oh. And I was thinking
2: about it. I didn't tell you. I try to keep it a surprise. Oh, you're a clown.
3: Um, yeah, I'll give it an A though. I think the when size like, the, the size coming in. I think I see what Utah is building here. Guys that are big, 6'11, 6'10, 7 feet tall, can space the floor, do multiple things outside of Walker Kessler spacing the floor, but can do multiple things in that wing guard spot. They had an amazing draft, but Hendricks fits perfectly. He's a good defender. Him with Kessler is going to be really good because you got Kessler that can defend the rim. He's one of the best rim protectors in the NBA. And you got Laurie who can just move around in all types of ways. You can get him inside the pocket, outside, get him in the pin downs, do all this type of shit. He's just everywhere in the court. He's a man. And then you got Hendricks. And I think having a point guard there is going to be really good for them when they figure that out. But I think for the most part, this was a great spot for him. So I give him an A.
0: Last year, the Jazz played winning basketball before they decided to tank. And a big part of that was their – Front court lineup of Vando, Markinen, and Walker Kessler. When I thought about this pick as just a replacement for Vando on their front court, it made me like the pick more. I gave this pick an A. Taylor Hendricks, Laurie, Walker Kessler, all good versatile defenders, and Hendricks offers something Vando doesn't. He can shoot. He can shoot. So if he shoots, how you think he can translate? Then this is a great pick, and they can go back to playing winning basketball. If their young other young talent develops,
1: yeah, I feel like he has a, a very safe floor. Like I feel like Taylor Hendricks' floor is just like a glue three and D type guy. And being six eight six nine, they could get really creative with their lineups. Like he could mm-hmm. maybe steal some some small ball center uh, some center minutes for the Jazz. I mean, shot forty percent from three in college, and the fact that he's six nine, he could probably he could guard wings and. Not gonna be able to guard all of the centers, but he's gonna be able to guard some of the centers. Seven-two wingspan too, so I feel like this was a very safe pick for the Jazz. But you see the upside there because there's not gonna be many guys. I mean, everyone in the NBA is looking for guys that are six-nine and, and and a two-way ability who could defend, who could shoot. So I would give this pick an A for the Jazz.
0: At pick number ten, it belonged to the Mavericks, but the Mavericks traded with OKC, and OKC gave them pick number twelve. In and- the Mavericks offloaded davis Berthans contract. Beautiful. And at ten, the Thunder selected Case in a Williams,
2: you were a Maverick. The Mavericks pissed me off. Yeah, they, they made, made a too lot of good many moves. good <laughs> moves. Okay, see, I give this a C plus. You were. We, we were kind of uh, indifferent it was about just, this.
3: Yeah, it was just. It was odd. What I don't. Would uh, you have wanted them to take? I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know.
0: <laughs> you like don't I like do. a starting lineup of Case SGA, Giddy, J Dub, and Chet.
1: There was just the chance that Kaysen would have been there at 12 and you don't have yeah. to take on the contract. I, I
3: think, you know what? I think would have been cooler if they would have had SGA, Giddy, or SGA, Grady, Giddy, J-Dub, mm-hmm. in chat. I feel like putting somebody there would have been, like, that can space the floor really well. Like, I'm not mad at the case why It was just confusing. I feel like with Isaiah Joe there, you know, they got Dortz, they got J-Dub. They just have a lot of guys that kind of are big at the guard position and play a little bit of the forward. You know, Kaysen, he still brings the intensity. He brings that defensive edge, so he'll fit right into what OKC needs. But I don't – like, I was just confused by the pick. I feel like they have an abundance of guards. You know, they, they could have looked for maybe some – Front court depth a little bit, especially if they're potentially gonna move off of Dortz. I don't know if they are for sure, but I think eventually they'll be able to do that. They could have looked on some front court depth, but they got SGA, they got Giddy, they got Isaiah Joe, they still got Trey Mann there. They got a couple guys there, but I'll probably give this a C plus, maybe B minus. You know, I'm not halt mad at the pick. I was just a little bit confused.
0: They don't have a backup point guard though. They don't, and I think Case now could become that. So you Is just
2: Giddy your yeah, point I, guard? I, I don't, I don't, no. Uh, Mm-hmm. Giddy's a point is guard. Giddy your, I'm saying, is Giddy your point guard if you're the Thunder? He's not. That's actually, they, play, yeah. they play multiple point guards. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Okay. And I feel like, it, yes, uh, whether what happens with Lugan's door, the Dorsey Chamber. Don't know what, if he's going to be on the team in the future. But now, Kaysen Wallace allows you that flexibility of not needing to desperately bring him back because you understand Kaysen is or can be an elite perimeter defender. And now, you mentioned it you don't know if this move needed to be made especially to bring bringing on that contract i understand where you're coming from but thunder really who are they paying high money they were going to have to pay sga a lot of money very soon cuz he of course first team all nba he he's deserved and earned that money but other than that they're not allocating any funds to almost anybody else so they're going to take his contract this year they're going to take his contract next year and then he's gone so i think that this was a smart move for them you trade up two spots would you have liked this pick better, Riv, if it was Derek Lively? Um, No. So then I feel like with if that's the case, then I'm firm here with the BB+, because I believe in Kaysen's talent. I believe in them honing in on this this mindset of being a defensive-minded team. They were one of the better defensive teams last year. You add Kaysen to that, that only enhances that even more. Now Chet Holmgren's going to get back into this roster they were one of the few teams that had the luxury of doing whatever they wanted because their first round pick was not just Cason Wallace last night. It was also Chet Holmgren. So, Cason, you could not go wrong. You add the defensive prowess of Cason Wallace to this team, who also is not a slouch offensively, can play make, can get his bucket if need be. I think this was a very good pick for Oklahoma City. And I understand the idea of bringing in Davis because they're not paying anybody else. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think it's the end of the world either. Uh, that he has to play with
1: SGA and Giddy. I think he's be able to play off them, catch and shoot type of player. Um, I think his defense, point of attack defense, is probably going to be his number one trait coming in. Um, it does make things interesting with Lou Dort, but I think Lou Dort's going to have value on the trademark. He's not making any money. He could, obviously, one of the best defenders in the league, he could shoot. Um, so I think at Kaysen at 10, at least, you make a good point that they're not paying anyone. So the Burton's contract isn't the end of the world. But OKC also just has so many, like, staples of their team. Right? Like, SGA's locked in. Sure. Giddy's locked in. Chet's locked in. So it would have been really hard for them to take anyone here who would have had a huge impact at least year one. Um, so obviously, Kaysen was their guy. He traded up two spots to get him. I would probably give it a C plus, B minus. I would, I would pick gray dick. Gray, Grady Dick. Mm. That fits probably better just because he's the obviously better shooter out of him and Kaysen. Yeah. But Th- he's not the but defender. once again, I'm not... Because if Kaysen's able to, you know, improve his jumper, now you're going to have a great defender. You're a 3 and D guy. Kaysen's not a bad shooter, though. He's not great. No
2: He's like 34, 35%. Right, 30, yeah, 35.
0: Well, before he got a, got a back injury in college, which was January 10th, he was shorting 40% from three. There
2: you go. Kaysen's like Kaysen. that.
0: Yeah, That's my guy. Number 11, Jet Howard to the magic. I they gave this were, were great D. D. This is a D just it. because Jordan Hawkins is a better shooter. Grady Dick Easy. is a better shooter. Easy. And they took the worst shooter of the two best shooters. And he's That's not why. a good defender. Took the worst player.
2: Yeah, nah, this one hurt. This one hurt. I was definitely expecting the Magic to make a, a more safe pick here. Not a, They They reached here. I, they, they went upside and really... I don't even know the, if
3: it's... I think Grady has more upside than... Jen I don't Howard. disagree. I, like, I think he does a lot of good things on the basketball court. And his ability to move without the ball, make connecting passes off the short roll. Like, he can shoot the ball. So I think he would have been much better... Because it's not like him and Jet are... like it's not like Jet's an elite defender and Grady's a, not like Jet's the, not the, a good they're, defender. They're, like the defensive part isn't a thing, and Grady Dick is a much better offensive player. So it, this one was a little bit odd for me. I definitely go D plus, maybe C because Jet is. I'm not gonna disrespect a, Jet. He is he's, a yeah, ball. he's still a good yeah, he, shooter. He, he can knock that shit down. But I feel like Grady Hawkins, much better players. You know, I would have probably swung for that. If you was gonna go pure shooter. Hawkins, if he was gonna go all around shooter, Grady Dick. I feel like Jet was the
2: worst out the three. I feel like if this is if there's ever a time for me to give a horrendous grade, it'd be this one. F? But I know I mean F like is- the D, the C minus. It would be this one because this one was the, the most shocking one to me personally. You had Grady right there. That's what all the expectations were. Grady Dick was gonna be at eleven. The magic and magic fans were going to rejoice. They were gonna have everything they wanted. Suggs Dick together. Oh my god, it'd be amazing. <laughs> Jalen Suggs and Grady Dick, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah <I> heard that? <laughs> but even Jordan Hawkins was right there. I feel like he even still would have been a better fit, a safer fit. And that's what the Magic need right now. They need someone that is safe. An, Jet uh, isn't KD, that. KD's
3: in low. Uh, no, he's, low, he's going crazy. He's, he's going crazy. Low, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's arguing
2: his playoff drop. Yeah, ball. he's going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's violating. Yeah, um, who's going crazy? KD, KD is going crazy. Um, on low, yeah, but just, I mean, I mean, KD, you know, KD, he, KD he, he doesn't care. He's going to have, he's going to do his thing. That's actually funny. Hold on pause for a second. All good, man. I, I'll just finish while you, yeah. while you look it up, while you look at it. Yes. Yeah, so Jet Howard, by no means is a bad shooter. They address their need, which is why I don't feel like I want to venture into F. They would have drafted another just best talent. Then maybe, and of course, and it didn't address any of the shooting. Then maybe we'd start to have some conversations but Jet Howard obviously is a great shooter. I believe he shot 37, 38% from three, can catch and shoot off the dribble. I mean, this guy can can really shoot the basketball, but he doesn't play that well defense. And it, it, it'll get to a point with the magic if if you're not playing defense and, and you're it's very easy in the NBA nowadays to get played off the court if you're a defensive liability. And that would be the fear with Jet. But of course, he has the athleticism. The hope is that he can become a good defender. But for that, I feel like I'm just going to stick to C-minus because they addressed the need. It was not the pick that I would have gone for. It wasn't the obvious pick. But it did address a need, and I understand.
1: Yeah, that's why I feel like a D or even an F would be a little bit too rude. It's not like Jed is a nobody, right? He's gonna come in. He's gonna be a great shooter. He's got a size. Where he's six eight, I want to say. Yeah. Right. Like he he's got the size, great and size. maybe he's what two three inches taller than Grady Dick. Maybe that's what the Magic. I mean, the Magic have a fetish for just big guys. I mean, their entire line, where we talk about with Anthony Don't Black, who's six seven. You know, they just want you know the bigger of the of the two, maybe. And obviously, Dick is the the better shooter, but. Maybe the, you know, two-inch advantage. Dick maybe. from Kansas. <laughs> no, Dick
3: is going to stroke it in the lake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe there's like minimal height advantage, you know, takes over. Because it's not like either of them are great defenders. Um, I just, just think – strokers. I think the issue is just who was on the board. Like when you had Ken Whitmore on the board, who obviously fell a lot farther than just 11. And you had 11, Grady that would Dick. Have been all day. Yeah, and you had Grady Dick, who was the better shooter of the two. Um, But the Magic over the years have made some good selections. So, you know, it's not insane to... uh That's out of Suggs, I guess. Yeah, but Franz was solid. Paulo, obviously, number one pick, but still. it's the second
0: pick that always does
1: well for the Magic. Yeah, bro. I'm just saying. Sugg was Suggs was solid
3: at at the first. time, at the was time, not a bad pick. He just hit the game winner. Exactly. He thought it was a bad pick. At the
0: time, it wasn't. Yes, at the time, it was, no. No. It was. Then, after overtime, But I remember that the Magic Twitter clowned me for saying that his comp is Eric Bledsoe. He might not even get to that.
2: Mm. <laughs> Respect him, man. He's a great defender. He's out for paying 2.0. His three-point percentage went down, but his field goal percentage went up. Good. Hey, he has time. He, has he time. does have yeah. time. These clock's
0: on. ticking though. For Orlando, yeah, number twelve, t- Mavericks. Derek Lively the second. Great I gave pick. this. I gave this a B. Okay, because cool. centers take time to develop. He probably won't be amazing day one unless he's Walker Kessler, which may- maybe he is right. Yeah. But John's Derek, Derek Lively, somewhere. Derek Lively is an amazing fit for Dallas. They can finally stop running out Dwight Powell and JaVale McGee starting lineups. Derek Lively fits the need. I, I love this pick. And the Mavericks all around had, had a great draft night.
3: I give it, I give it a B plus because, like you said, um, centers. And Derek Lively in college, he came along a little late to the party. Um, he started to figure it out a little bit late to the party. He wasn't even the best player on his team as a big. Um, it was Flip. Flip was Oh, yeah, he was nice. him. Nice. But as a defensive rim protector, he was pretty good. Um, I want to say, like, in general, though, Dallas did a great job of going young for their uh, front court depth. Definitely going young, getting defensive minded bigs for them. Lively here was a really good pick for me. We had Lively going mocked to Dallas for like a couple months now, so we knew this was trade back. Yeah, we knew. Yeah, we knew this was going to be their pick. They needed somebody who can bring that type of rim uh, rim defense, can
2: deter shots like him. So B plus for them for me. I feel like B B plus is fine here. Of course, I think that Derek Lively. The idea was that. The Mavericks were always going to be the team that he'd went to. OKC trading up. That that idea came into my head of hey, maybe that they're going to be the ones to, to take lively off the board. But the Mavericks were able to trade back. Get Bertans off their contract, off their payroll, excuse me, and still bring in the guy that we were all expecting to, to go. Uh bring in the guy that, that we were expecting them to draft. And with the idea that most likely Christian Wood will not be on this team, you can't have JaVale McGeek in this system be your, your lone center to, to rely on. Now, of course, you have Max Kleba as a forward in that front court, also, but that's not someone that really is. You're banking on him to be your primary rim protector. That's going to be Derek Lively now, so I'm I'm fine with that. I think a B B plus, especially trading back and being able to still get your guy. That's it for me.
1: If you bring the Burton's deal into it and being able to you know have you're the thinking. the cap flexibility there, I mean that probably bumps it from a B to A because um, you're not crazy. You know this Mavericks team is. They still need pieces, right? Like, Lively comes in. I think this is a great fit. I mean, he's not someone who's going to take away any touches from Luca or Kyrie. He averaged three and a half shots per game in college. <laughs> so, like, he's someone who's going to play defense. He's going to rebound. Um, And this is what they needed, right? I think they've really been missing, obviously, defensively with Kyrie and Luca. There's Let's really... send it in while we're in the... T- yo. What the... He sends the, the no, spaces. I'm just spaces?
0: I, I did it more so for myself to save it for later. Oh. You're going to hear that. He Can you replay so. his spaces? Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. recording it. Can we, like... Listen to it real quick. <laughs> no, Copy not it? right now. Let's just do it after the um, I, don't, I don't know why he got oh, it. Oh, Kevin Durant is in yes. oh, the oh, spaces with the Lowe. Spa- yes. He's in the is spaces. Is there a lot of people in it? Did you see how many There's people The title 12, is Kevin Durant
1: is not top five. That's hilarious. Well,
2: Nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of talent in the league. No, this is insane. And 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 Lowe is real for bringing in Swiper, too.
1: Damn.
2: But, yeah, no, great pick by the maps. Swiper's lit. He's he's like kind of brought right, Swiper like, under his he ring. He might be in it.
3: He brought swipe a little, little his...
2: both. Like that, when it comes to the spaces, anytime wow. Low has it, he respects Swipe a lot. They might be cooking KD right now. They probably are. <laughs> wow, I would have got out of it unless KD's going, funny, going crazy. No, I heard KD's See, going crazy. But that's bug. the thing, bro. It depends because a lot of people they like to say, "Hey, but if you ever met face to face with him, would you say the same thing?" So I do wonder if they're trying to keep that same. Oh,
0: recently had a take about KD. That... I know,
2: I heard it. Yeah, yeah, he went nuts on like. Why do we give him the pass, all this, that, and the third? Yeah. Does not attack the rim at all in the playoffs? I mean, the numbers do back that up, but do I blame Kevin for defending his honor? Not really. He was
3: upset because everybody always has KD as like one of their best players in the league.
2: Yeah, like top five. Top five. Like, But Luka has to do A, B, C, D. Anthony Davis has to average 25 while still being the best defensive player. Like, Lowe was making some... De- I'm, I'm not going to say that I was brushing it off. No, it was it a good was take. making good uh, points. I thought it was a good take.
0: Kevin Durant is allowed to be upset, no, though. No, it was a good take. Yeah. I'm just curious to see what Kevin Durant's rebuttal is. I could not agree more. The actual player. That's why I This is well, one of the few I times went, where I wish I you could I just went, be like, I ah, went, I went to in. the
3: Discord and somebody said, based off KD's criteria, Jason Tatum is top five. So he oh, said something. I like that criteria. That, yeah, that fall aligns with, uh, I don't know. We'll see, though.
0: Okay, so Derek we went over that. Yep. Raptors, 13, Grady Dick. Great pick. I'm going to be honest. I gave this a C. Wow. Dick to Toronto. Because I was <laughs> expecting them to draft the lead guard. Fred Van Vliet's now gone. I understand the pick because this is possibly an OG and an OB replacement. And you could argue he's the best player available on the board. But I would have thought they would have went more with the route of a Kobe Buffkin or maybe a Keontae and swung for the fences. Grady Dick's a solid pick. It wasn't a pick that moved me where I went like, whoa. This is really good. I was just like, okay, I understand it not completely, but I I I see where they're going. For me,
3: oh, I'm sorry, no man, I'll get. Um, I thought they was gonna go Jalen Hood here. I thought this was gonna be the one where Jalen Hood drops down, be the point point guard. guard. But the more I I got thought about it, I think Toronto's retooling. I don't think they're fully rebuilding, and that's why I'm giving this pick an A. Okay. if they are, in my opinion, I because I do think they're retooling. So Fred's coming back. No, I don't think he's coming back. I think they're retooling. I think they're moving a piece or two here. But if they are and they still want to contend, I think Grady Dick is the perfect guy that kind of fits the – if you want to rebuild, he's still a good pick. If you want to contend, he's still a good pick because he can play within each role. He can be an off-ball player. He can space the floor. He can be a solid off-ball defender. He can be good in the pick and roll. He can be a good point guard. I mean, not point guard. He can be a good playmaker. If you're rebuilding, he still brings that spacing, brings the off-ball action. He still does a lot of good things. So I think he fits both timelines. And if they are retooling, this was still a great pick. So that's why I gave it a minus.
2: A lot of good points. I'm, I'm going to go B-plus here. Staying at 13, still being able to get their guy. I'm with you, though. I think point guard probably was the need here. Jalen Hood Shafina was right there. That was the expectation. But of course, they ended up passing on. Getting Grady, I don't think they were expecting Grady to be there at 13, brings you some shooting, some reliable shooting to this team that I don't know if the Toronto Raptors necessarily have. I mean, Fred Van Vleet had been that consistent guy for them. But of course, Fred was the most inefficient that he's probably been in the last couple of years. Wasn't his normal self. Don't know if Fred will be on the team next year. I don't know. He's not a bad three point shooter. Gary Trent, a little streaky for maybe the Toronto Raptors liking, but of course he's more. Cons- he's he's still a, a very solid three point shooter in my eyes. But other than that, I don't look at them as this prolific three point shooting team. Now you bring Grady to that. Of course, now you get an A plus shooter. You mentioned it, Riv. Can shoot off the dribble. Can shoot off the catch. Very versatile in his his ability to scoring the basketball. So I'm going to go B plus here. I think Toronto. Yes, maybe you should have leaned the point guard. Jail Hudfrafino would have been an A selection, but Grady by no means is a bad one. I'm going B plus.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, Drew. I'd give it a B B plus. This Raptors were not a prolific shooting team. They were bottom three in the league in terms of three pointers made and three point percentage. This is one of the worst three point shooting teams in the league. And I feel like his floor is really high. You know, like shooting in this NBA. Of course, I mean you can't you can't even talk too much about. It. I mean it's everything. So I think the fact that the Raptors are going to come in. It's like Dick, and he's going to be their best shooter day one. He's going to come in and be their best shooter on their team with or without your guy, Gary Trent, here. Um, he's going to come LA. in and be great.
0: The starting lineup next year is going to be whoever's that point guard, Grady Dick, OG. OG, Siakam, and I don't know if Pertle comes Gakam. back. Uh, he wants to wait, the be fuck in, fuck in a win-now situation. We did not say Scottie Oh, my goodness. I forgot about <laughs> Holy Scottie. shit. Yeah, Siakam's
3: rolling back to the five.
1: Nuts. Now. I traded first for for Pertle, so. Pertle. Pertle. Yako said him.
0: that he wants to be on a win-now team. Nuts. Uh, yeah. cool. Not the Raptors. I, I guess cook. we'll sign him.
3: We is crazy. The the Lakers? Oh. Cooked. Cooked.
1: Four?
0: 14. Please. I can't wait till Dick strokes it. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be impressive. 14. Dicks. The Pelicans.
1: Splash! Selected
0: Jordan Hawkins. I gave this an A grade because Jordan Hawkins, second best shooter in the draft. The Pelicans need more shooting. This was a simple A for me. Kobe Bufkin? Not here. No. Why not? Because they needed more of a shooter. Lufkin isn't a bad shooter, I don't he's think. He's not a bad shooter, but he's somebody I'm that needs the something. ball in his hands. I don't so disagree with you. Yo, it's like, a Oh, no, no, boy. no. It's butter. It's butter. Yo, it's butter. it's butter. It's
2: butter. That man worked on his game. No, for real. No. I'm with you. You said A? I'm with
3: you on A, too. That's an A. Yeah, yeah I agree. Sure. I agree. I agree. I think uh, Alvarado will take much of the back of uh, the backup point guard role. I really wish they move off CJ, but it doesn't look like they will. So he would hold that spot. Jordan Hawkins is perfect to come off the bench, bring you to shooting. He's not going to ask to do too much. He just needs to get that ball off a pin down. Trey locked the in the starting lineup. Lock yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, Herb,
5: I
3: think that's why I'm
2: saying. I mean, bro, this team. P said on the last show. Another team that had the luxury of being able to draft whatever they wanted here. Jordan Hawkins was a luxury for them.
3: Yeah, I think Hawkins, is just he fits seamlessly into what they want to do. They want That's more shooting.
2: They need more shooting. They need more spacing around Brandon Ingram and Zion. They got it with Jordan Hawkins. Now, I'm with you. I'm going A here for sure, like for all the points that I just mentioned. They're a team that had the luxury of not necessarily needing something more than the other, but they could use some three-point shooting. And, of course, arguably the best shooting uh, basketball player in the draft was available to them at 14. So, of course, Jordan Hawkins was the selection. I'm cool with it. I'm yeah, more man. than cool with it. That's an A for me.
1: You're going with Zion and Giannis? Giannis? Jesus yeah, Christ, Giannis. Jonas. Jonas. <laughs> um, if, if that's going to be your front court, you're going to need some shooting. So, Hawkins comes in, shot 39% from threes last year at college. And I think it was a good combination of best player available plus the need for the Pelicans, which is a three-point shooter. I think he's a, a solid defender as well. This needs to put on some weight. He's He's pretty skinny. What was – what was his weight? He's like 180, I want to say. Sheesh. He's 186. Yeah, 6'4", 186. Does have a 6'7 wingspan, but... It's kind of um, like you. Got your ass. you uh, But no, I think this is a perfect combination of what the Pelicans need and how the board fell for them.
0: Now, before we go on to our next topic, we are going to give a word from Shady Rays. Now, kick off the new year with the new with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered... From the suns to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. Exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PICASIDE for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. We're going to get into Super Chats. Then we'll get into our best picks outside of the lottery in the NBA draft. Santos goes, how does that make you win the bet? Common L from Drew.
2: <laughs> it's not no bet. It's a debate. That's on defense. him. Kill moves. I love that.
0: Common, common L, common W. Kills shit is me. lit. Just joined $15 Patreon tier. Oh, shout out. Excited for y'all's future. We didn't read the Patreon names. We folded. Yeah. Also wanted to say, I wish Cavs made more moves in the draft. They could have got another guard. Kill moves. Come on, bro. You got
2: Imani Bates. The the steal
0: of the draft, bro. Top two player in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> The good thing about it is that we're now doing Patreon episodes. We're, we're about to give them four extra episodes a month. Yeah, yeah we're spoiled. I think that that's, you know. We've been on a grind, man. I'm going to drink the next
2: episode. Tonight, you're saying? The next episode. Next episode, you're going to get lifted? Yeah. Tough. We game. actually
0: have right now 122 total patrons. patrons. go. We've gained, like, I think 20 since the For the gang episode. Oh, oh, yep.
1: Join the Patreon. Get the extra player. episode, man. Oh, my God. Caden Finch. The disrespect
0: enough. for Clay needs to stop. When Warriors talk happens, he had one bad postseason. Riv trusting our guy moving forward, he will be better. Also, would love to be a guest on the show to talk sports with you guys one day.
2: Riv hates Clay. Career highs this season. So is you your most hated though? Warrior. Yeah, bro, that no, is the stupidest shit. It was Anthony shit. Lamb. <laughs> okay. It was undoubtedly but
3: same same tier of hatred. <laughs> no, Clay's under. No, Anthony Lamb is by far the worst. My, my worst hated Warrior, bro. I hate it when he got in the game. Clay. Play got bad when the playoffs started. That's what yeah. I really started to like really hate like him. I Oregon wonder how, how Warrior cool.
1: fans actually because Frank still loves him. I wonder how Warrior fans Frank is feel. much nicer than me. He is. You're pretty ruthless. Yeah. Unless it's your nah, guys. Unless it's, Kuminga, a- unless it's Kaminga, unless it's Poole. They could suck and be terrible. It's fine. Well, I said
2: Poole sucks. I just don't. I'm not mean about it. You know? <laughs> Frank was bad of a stroke at AirPods getting drafted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> says, Gerard Williams. Love the pod. Zach Priebe goes. Douglas Wilson here. Just wanted to say I appreciate y'all. And Hawkins will be the best shooter in the NBA in so two years. Okay,
3: he's a, he's a stroker. Best in he's the in league. league. As,
2: as
0: long, long as, as Curry is well. well. in the league, yeah. and Santos once again goes start bench and cut Kevin Garnett, Chris Bosh, and Anthony Davis. Um, Star KG Bench, bench AD, AD
2: the Cut the box yeah. You're not contemplating starting. KG <laughs> Not even AD. a thought In my mind, bro, <laughs> You said
0: it perfectly That's yeah. exactly Stop I go That's okay. to. Don't Sanchez be casual Santos though
2: Kills me. Calm the fuck down. Uh, uh, Santos also goes Spoil us We've been waiting For months For these new episodes <laughs> Yeah, Mike. We spin.
1: are we are like Eight months behind <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh man Right now We're just giving back What we owe them That's, That's really what it That's is That's facts just, uh, Best picks outside the NBA draft lottery. Here we go. Now, I'll go one, then you guys can go one, and we'll just go like that. My first best pick, of course, it has to be none other than Cam Whitmore, falling all the way to pick number 20. That, and also, he's messy for that. And <laughs> <letting, letting>, also <laughs> letting everybody know that yesterday Cam Whitmore started off the day on Mojo at $98, fell all the way to $51, Went down 47%. I luckily put $110 on it. I shorted his position, which means I thought the price was going to go down, and my payout was $171.12, a plus 55% return on going short on Cam Whitmore.
2: You absolutely came up. You came up. And, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my Lake show. Here we go. Jalen hood Shafino at 17. I would be lying if I didn't want Cam Whitmore for the fit for the fact that he fell to all the way to 17 the glitz the glamour I, I fell into it I was all in and then we took Jalen Chifino and I still wasn't upset because he fits our needs and and people may be upset because he's not that great of a shooter in the mid-range he's an assassin he comes off screens he's very confident in his mid-range game his ability to get to the cup he's not that great of a playmaker his comp for me is Dennis Schroeder in my opinion he's a great defender can, can really navigate screens very well I just don't see how this could be a bad pick for us, and for him to fall to 17, this was a great pick for us. For me, I got a bright sense to
3: Utah. You know, 40% three-point shooter, great at attacking the rim. He didn't take too many shots. He took a lot of good shots in college, really good defender, size. Like He's really built like a full NBA-type player, 6'4", 6'5". He brings a lot of scoring to the Utah Jazz. He brings that tenacity to the Utah Jazz. He brings a jump shot, and I think – them getting him that late in the draft because I thought he was a top twenty twenty five player Facts. in this draft. Him, him, them getting him that late, I thought it was huge. Bringing in some more young talent into the rotation, so I like
2: that pick. for them. And of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my boy Maxwell Lewis at Bleeding pick number forty. We go. I mean, come on, Riff, you had to know that I was going to mention him, I don't even know getting Maxwell him at pick Lewis, forty, man. he was, <laughs> respect respect the two way demon. Respect him. What well, school he went to. Don't do that I to me. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness!
0: Yeah, Half night was last night.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fact. Listen,
0: sometimes it slips to mind. Uh, it's it's also pe- the mind. It's time for the
2: You're not gonna get it, bro.
0: Oh, I, I know. I,
1: uh, uh, Pepperdine, right? Fuck, fuck, fuck! He Come you. on, bro. You All you had to do you. is give me a second,
2: Joel. You let Del's cook. All you <laughs> had to do is give me a second. But nevertheless, the fact that we were able to finesse him at pick 40, when a lot of people had him he going in go round out. one, of again the two way ability, just we. I believe in our development of our players. Athletic. Yeah, absolutely. We needed some wing depth. There it is. He was
3: great for them. Uh, I, I couldn't let me think, man. It was, gonna, it was, was on you his head. Once you said "p," I said it's right in my face. <laughs> yeah. You uh, did uh, him dirty for that. You should have. let Oh,
0: him. you should have let me yeah. do his yeah. weight. Now you you we should at, at least give him like, like 10, ten seconds. Yeah, no, he's a me idiot. How did he
2: catch it faster than you, though? Hey, his brain worked faster than mine for a second. It happens. Respect the He's a smart man. He's
1: intelligent. He is. Uh, mine's a bit of a cop out because it was right outside the lottery at pick fifteen, but mm. I really like the Kobe pick to okay. uh, to Atlanta. I think he's because uh, he kind of fits. Tough. He kind of fits um, like seamlessly between Trey and Dejounte because he's a really good shooter. So I think he could play with Dejounte, and he's skinny. He's only one eighty seven, but he showed some flashes being able to defend, especially on ball. He's so mad good defensively. Yeah, so it's it's a little skeptical playing him and Trey together just because they are so you know. Thin, and it's going to be pretty easy honestly for to get a switch on both of them and, and be able to just take him to the paint um but i think he's like a really perfect combination to kind of round out their uh their guards
0: oh my goodness <laughs> why are they doing this <laughs> i'm why gonna take that? <laughs> i'm gonna name two picks right here just because these are both my teams and i need to give them some love first up is the timberwolves leonard miller
2: dog pick first now. round talent you have to
0: Fell all the way to 32 in the second round, and the Timberwolves traded to pick him. Uh, This could be a Nas Reed replacement. Leonard Miller is a really good player. No fucking way. (laughs) What happened?
1: Ali De La Cruz hit for the cycle.
0: Bro's been
2: in the league for like a month. Yeah, he's going to win Rookie of the Year. That's crazy. That's also nuts because there's another rookie who, ironically, is. Is it it, uh, from Miami? No. Uh, But Miami is, is. also going to be in contention for MVP. They have a lot of young Arizona guys. Corbin Carroll.
1: Okay. Bros. Oh yeah, he's technically a rookie. Still, yeah, right? bro, he's going to be. He's an he MVP, MVP contention. Yeah. Aren't the
0: rookie. Diamondbacks really good this year? They, they are. Are, are the Marlins first.
3: really good? They are. They are. I told you I told you about them a couple months ago. <laughs> I <laughs> you told really you did. about them. No, I did, bro. He's I the the told jazz you about
0: guy. Them. Yeah. And the second pick I mentioned is the Kings taking Kobe Jones. Kobe Damn. Jones is the perfect Mike Brown type of guy. I, yes. re- I want to Kobe on the Celtics. He's on, he's on my the... team
3: now. He's you, on the Kings you, you now. You two, and you couldn't just go one one You had yeah.
2: the two. Deleting that. Listen, I will, I'll let you ex- bro, I'll let just you talk about further. Nick Smith to the Hornets. I know that's what you want to talk about. i I'll let
0: you further explain Kobe Jones' game, but just know that's my mention, Kobe Jones.
5: <laughs> no, I don't
3: <laughs> You do all the work. <laughs> I'm going to just bring up it's a good you pick. You also forgot to mention the Tims guy, Jalen Clark, which I thought was a really that good player. That was a good pick, too, yeah. yeah. He won defense player of the year in college. Unfortunately, he tore his meniscus or his ACL. One of those his last year. But he's a really good defender, scrappy player, can rebound the ball. He fits right into what Minnesota wants to do. thought you were going to say it. Leonard Miller was also a great pick. Shout
0: you out know, to Minnesota. You know, the Kings, by trading Rashawn Holmes to the Mavericks, they because 30, they had pick 24, and that was now. O-Max. The Mavericks now have o The Kings have $36 million in cap. Get a wing. Now, there there have been some rumors <laughs> about Draymond. They're not
3: getting the guy that's stomped
0: on some am looking But I'm looking at, I'm looking at Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> I'm looking at Kyle Kuzma to the Kings.
2: With Kobe Imagine Jones? Imagine being happy to sign Kyle Kuzma to 30 million. That's uh, what uh, when teams Well, not to 30 million, million
0: but we're talking about a good 20 million?
2: Yeah, I'll get nah, out you there. 30. 30. You're giving
3: 20 mil of your 36 and cap to Kyle Kuzma. Kyle
1: Kuzma's a good for player. 20 a year, that's pretty firm. Kuzma's not that good. New TV deal soon? Kuzma's not that
2: good. Talk to me about James Nagy already, bro.
3: I thought
1: you were going to do
2: that. I left them all for I you. I mean, the Hornets picks, they
4: really
3: um, finesse. Speak on Kobe Jones a little bit. Does yeah. a little bit of everything. Swiss Army Knife can shoot, defend. What you say you would ball. have perk for the Celtics? Well, great. You're idiots, but you guys do dumb shit all day. Um, <laughs> great, great, yeah, just good player. Just does, he's going to fit perfectly in the Sacramento. He won't stink it up like Kevin Hurd in the playoffs. So I'll tell you that. He will not do that. My turn. Here we go. Who did I have? Julian Strather to Denver. Denver. You know, them Facts. trading to get him. Uh, just another... Scrappy player like Christian. School Brown. He go to. Huh? School he go to. He went to Gonzaga. Big a prick. Respect me. A uh, 3-and-D player can come in immediately, defend, hit the three ball. And for a team that might not get Bruce Brown back, unfortunately, getting a guy like this in the draft could be huge because we think Christian Brown is going to take the Bruce Brown role, so we need somebody to take his role. And I think Julian can come in and immediately take his role because he can stretch the uh, floor, hit the three ball, defend really well. And he's really good size, 6'7", 215, 220, I believe. So he's a great pick for Denver, and they're consistently – building guys, get bringing in guys late in the draft that just fit the role of Denver culture and just do good things on the basketball courts. Do like you want me pick. to talk
2: about Ben Shepard? I didn't put him on. Okay, all right. Listen, Ben Shepard going to the Pacers. I think that that was a very solid pick as well. Pacers just add to their three-point shooting. Oh, I have one more after you, by the way. That's fine with me. And then, of course, the Hornets. Getting Nick Smith with the 27th pick overall and then trading up to acquire James Najee at pick 31. You add depth at the big position. That was a desperate need for the Hornets, if you ask me. And then Nick Smith, getting him at pick 27. You don't take Scoot Henderson, which a lot of people are questioning, but then you go and you take the late-round flyer on Nick Smith, who has the upside, who to a lot of people was supposed to be a top-five pick prior to this NBA season, was uh, excuse me before this NCAA season was riddled with injuries. Came back, did not shoot the ball at an efficient clip. Really struggled to find his role since he wasn't the primary ball handler with Anthony Black being on the team as well. But I do look at this pick at pick twenty seven as a a very high value pick for them, and then James Naji as well. Trading up to acquire him solidifies that front court a little bit more.
1: Damn, just here we the go. De La Cruz All right,
2: this one was beautiful. This this just. G.G. Jackson to
3: Memphis. That was fire. It Why was did the league let pick? this happen, man? I mean, this is probably a top three developing team in the league. Maybe probably top one. They, I was going to say. They developed he, talent out there. You guys yeah. fell off. Unfortunately. Um, They nah, developed no. – no, you cooked, unfortunately. They developed – players out the ass, and getting Gigi Jackson 6'10", 6'11", can handle the ball, 18 years old, smooth. You know, he's there a little is. bit raw, but, huh, yeah, he's one of my young prospects. Yeah. You know, he he fits my academy. <laughs> he, he's he's going to be amazing for them, and they can develop him well, I'll bring him up academy, strong. Man. And you could potentially see a Jaron Jackson, Gigi Jackson, which is beautiful, front court, and that would be amazing. So that was a great pick for them that they was able to get him that late.
0: I blanked out for a quick minute because I was reading some tweets about Kevin Durant. Just see, just get caught up on what happened in spaces. Did you mention Ben Shepard? He did. I did. <laughs> you did. Okay. Good. Good. Come on, bro. What, what, what is, on is
1: Katie?
2: It. What are they saying? <laughs> did, uh, is he did, lying it's just there? No, it's just funny. So you're going to ask me uh, where Ben Shepherd went to college? You looked it up. I didn't. We go. Come on. You did. I don't see
0: anything. It seems like most people are like on KD's side about this. Oh, so How low, are they not going low to low be? And low, low and swiping in lying I don't know why, lie, but they're just saying that the entire spaces was mostly them pressing KD. Uh, that's and not it, a good look. Yeah.
2: Interesting. Yeah. You get KD in your spaces and you press
0: them. And they were talking about rim pressure and but stuff. what did I just say? Uh,
2: yep. A lot of people say if the person came to you and, and, and you actually had a conversation, would you keep that same energy? I can at least respect that they're trying to keep that same energy. However... You're talking to an NBA great. You're talking to a legend of the game. There's a certain respect that should be had.
0: And it's also just memes that they're making about the situation. That's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, Do shout want-
2: out to my boy Sean Davis, of course, Laker legend and, and the content. Only, the he's saying thing- that KD's doing his thing, but then he kind of backtracked off of it. they say saying know what the only
3: saying. thing he, KD is lying about is that he thinks he puts pressure on the rim. And the numbers are saying he does not put
0: pressure on the rim. The player I'm going to go with that I loved, Jordan Walsh. There you go. Ah, nice. Jordan Walsh, I love this pick. All that around hurts. player. Me. He, he went. He, <laughs> he went to the Celtics. Jordan Walsh, I think, was a player that could have been an early second rounder. He's an elite defender. He can do a little bit of everything, drive to the basket. He can rebound. He can play make. The only thing right now he's lacking is a jump shot. That's a huge concern. But I think he can develop it. He was a top prospect coming out of high school, and he was supposed to be. A lottery pick in the offseason. They had a mocked as a lottery pick, but you know, the jump shot never came along, and Anthony Black was better than him. So he fell all the way here, but Jordan Walsh, somebody I, I really like his game a lot.
1: Yeah, needs some grit and grind because, you know, we traded our heart and soul of the team. Um you can be that. Moving on, my one, I love the Derrick Whitehead story. I mm-hmm. love keeping him in Brooklyn with the Nets. Um, 18 years old, part of Riv Academy, of course, top high school recruit. <laughs> um And this year was, it was kind uh, of a programmed. wash. You know, he, he got, here. he had a foot injury, was it, right? He hurt his foot early on into yeah. the season, so... There's nothing you could really like take from his his single season at Duke. He did play um, really well
3: down the stretch. Like he was really
1: good. Yeah, but I think his overall numbers wasn't you Sneaky. know what we expected to be. But I love the fact that he's staying local, staying to home. And you know the Nets at this point they apparently turned down, or wasn't in, uh, looking at what was it pick three and Simons for Mikael Bridges, which is you know <laughs> in, in itself insane. But they just need to—they need to get some guys with talent because they have a fun team. They have—it's very similar to the Nets pre-KD and Harden, which is yep. a bunch of really good like really role players. What are we doing? Um, but yeah, I think Whitehead—you yeah, know how high upside. Listen, Nets
3: did amazing. Depending on if they go really the young good route, picks. they really did good amazing picks. in this draft. Clowny, yeah. I want to say something because this Mikel Bridges shit has to stop. They think this man is like a superstar in the NBA. They're they, declining these deals. That look if really true, for his value. If they're trade, true. Yeah, these deals for his value Kleine are really good. Really, really. Even Simon's in that pick is like nuts, bro. Yeah, like I don't know who they think Mikkel is. I guess they don't want to rebuild, hence why they keep. But these deals look amazing for Mikkel's value.
1: The first I well, who offered was it the Grizzlies over like four like
0: or five first four first four, four first.
1: I want to say in maybe a I get it because you're expecting the Grizzlies to be good, but even then you can get pick green. Simon's
0: that's lay first though. Mikkel Bridges is worth more than yeah. that, and you don't have
1: your pick, so it's not like if you're being is he. Good.
0: Yes, four first. Mikael Bridges is awesome.
2: Be honest, would you rather ah. have Mikael for the future or Scoot Henderson?
0: Scoot, but I'm saying so I'm, talking I'm talking about the Grizzlies about four package. For oh, Mikkel? the Grizzlies
2: package. Yeah, no, I I think four late
0: first round picks for Mikael Bridges. I'm saying Mikael Bridges turning down pick number own, three. If
1: you had your own picks, it's more enticing.
0: You think that's actually true though? Like, let's be honest. Yes. I I don't. Uh, you think it's true I that they it? I don't think. What, so. Where's the source?
3: Even if it's, I'll be honest. If it's just the third pick for Bridges, I'm saying yes to the third pick. That's what I mean. Quite easily.
1: Even if it was Brandon Miller, still do it. Yes. Uh, I'd no. still do it. No disrespect to
2: Brandon.
3: Well, you don't know. You're just taking you just the gamble regardless. You a franchise regardless. guard. You're, you're taking the gamble regardless. You, I you mean, have
1: the gamble of getting scooted. You take the chance. Like wh- what? Well, no, you take Eamon.
2: What's Brandon's ceiling compared to, to Mikkel's? Is it significantly higher?
1: Zach Lowe is one reported.
3: I would say like an all-star guard. Okay. I mean, Mikkel can be an all-star. Even in the third pick, you guard. could take Eamon.
2: Yeah. But I wouldn't do that. If you, if you traded Mikkel for Eamon. It's scooter bust.
3: No, I'm saying if you don't get Scoot. You get No, AD. no, I
2: got you, but it's
3: Scoot was Mikael there. Like he's saying. fucking KD. We are, and it's nuts. I just
0: want to point that out. So, um, the other pick I have, the last one I'll mention, is Keontae George to the Jazz. Okay. He has the freedom to play the way he wants no to in Utah. He's going to be coach hard under Will Hardy, and I like that a lot for Keontae. You gonna watch us this year? Watch us. I was watching him with Vando. That's my guy. No, it's just yes, Vandu's I watched gone. the Jazz. What
2: school did Vando go to? Vanderbilt. I'm just going to ask all these. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I <laughs> was gonna <laughs> say Bando to Vanderbilt's kind of. <laughs> Do you insane.
0: actually know where he went? No, no, no I don't. I Kentucky. Don't. Kentucky. Okay. He didn't he doesn't seem like a Kentucky guy, right? No, nah, he doesn't. Yeah, not at That's all.
3: That's weird. Um yeah. let's uh shout out to Keontae George for making the team. Guy who uh he collapsed on the court at Kansas State, you know, wasn't supposed to even be able to play ball again. Got picked by the thunder, gotta show him a little love. So congrats to him Respect for doing that. that. Facts. Um for me,
2: I'm pretty much done. Trace Jackson J- Davis, bro, still. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good pick. Uh huh. He was tweeting angry. He was very upset.
1: If the Blazers end up actually uh, trying to too.
2: compete, I liked Chris Murray for
1: them. If they're trying to rebuild, it's kind of weird. That's what me and Drew was talking about. We, yeah, we were very. I think it weird. could
0: be both. He's only 22. 23. 23? My yeah. bad. So not that much. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. But twenty three is hey, a prospect. Yeah, it's right. old. Yeah,
3: you, come on. We, we me and mean you can't say that. I was going to say you guys are. one year old. The captains
2: of being critical of older players. We don't
3: like. We like the
1: youth program. Yeah, he turns twenty three in August. So, be so he's twenty two now.
2: He'll be a twenty three yeah. rookie. Okay.
0: Exactly. But still, by the time Scoots Maybe like an all-star, he's he, gonna be like twenty seven. I know.
1: He just felt like someone that would be able to go to contender and like help right away and if the Blazers aren't gonna you said be. So by the time Scoot's an all-star, he'll be twenty seven?
3: Yeah.
0: You're nuts. He's said a that means You're four fine. years from now. Should should Scoot not be an all star in four years? You said twenty seven.
1: Well in four years he'll be twenty seven.
0: Scoot? No. Uh Keegan.
1: Chris Murray. I mean, no, Chris
0: Murray. Oh, you heard you say Scoot. No, That's I said Chris the, Murray. Oh, I thought you said Scoot. I said Chris Murray.
1: I
3: think he's gonna be a late
0: bloomer. So there's a super chat here for it's you. Oh, like, like Jalen
3: Green. Hmm. <laughs> there's a super
0: chat here for you, Riv. Riv, how do you feel about our Cavs drafting Amani Bates, and do you think he could potentially start over Akuro? Well, Akuro ain't shit. So um, no, Tracy
2: Jackson, love either.
0: Huh? We got Chase him. Jackson Davis. We
3: got him. That's another debate I won. Uh, Carl's Med.
2: Yeah, you, oh. you know that one. I will take that on that one. I try. I take my W's where I can, man. Um,
3: no way, Monty Bates has no shot of starting over Okoro, but is probably not going to start. Hopefully. Is
1: the gonna start?
3: No, I, uh, hopefully somebody better oh, They than just Wolf. get a wing somewhere?
1: Yeah, please. I, I, I beg
3: them. Maybe like. I don't
0: know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at the tweets about this this space, and a lot of people are just annoyed at the fact that the only argument about KD's flaw in his game is rim pressure. Uh, because, you know, Kevin Durant's a top five One playoff best, yeah. scorer ever, uh-huh. and all they're talking about is rim pressure. At least that's what the tweets are saying. But even then, like, the attempts at the rim for Kevin Durant are not there. So I understand why people bring that up, but he drives to the basket. It's just that the attempts at the rim are not there. He's just not taking shots at the rim, but he drives to the basket. with and Only Kevin Durant could be this criticized for averaging 29 points in the playoffs. It's just hilarious on sixty percent true
1: spaces. That's called Kevin Durant is not top five. But I the one thing,
0: the it. one thing I do disagree with oh, Low Kevin Durant left. Yeah, he did. He Good. been left. He been left. Good. Yeah. The only thing I disagree with Lowe about the they, take. I, I hope in. they had a
2: cordial leaving though, not like yeah. a yo fuck you get out of here. You know what, <laughs> what
3: I mean? You definitely say y'all yeah, clowns and I'm out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the only thing that I disagree, the thing that I do disagree with about Lowe's take about KD is that he gets heavily criticized. He's
2: as someone who heavily he's, criticizes, uh, Kevin he's Durant. probably the
0: most heavily criticized NBA player right now. Uh, mm. hmm. If he's not one, he's top three. Is LeBron he more also, criticized does he get, right now?
2: I'm uh, in general. Uh, I feel like the media saves him a lot, bro. KD? Since yeah. since
0: twenty since Katie went to go to state, now nah, KD has received more criticism.
2: I, I can live. I can agree with that. That's true. Yeah. I think since 2017, there's been no player criticized more, who has faced more scrutiny than Kevin Durant. Yeah. Has he done things that have put that on his back? That's a different conversation. But more often than not, he produces on the court when he's on and the court.
0: And Lowe's entire argument in, in his take was he performs badly, but we still rank him as one of the top players in the league in the playoffs. But post his Achilles tear, he's had three playoffs. It was the Milwaukee one, which after that playoff run, I mean, he was one of the best players in the world. And it's also hard after that Milwaukee playoff run to top
2: that playoffs. Yeah. I think Lowe- the
0: Celtics one, he was bad, but based off his history, you still give him that respect. And then this one, you know, I guess after this one you can drop him off. But still, it's not like he's had, like, years in a row of being bad and we still highly rank him. It's really just been one. I think
3: Lowe gets upset because what we've seen from the media a lot lately is they still, when they talk about the best player in the world, they bring up KD's name and they miss out on a couple other names. Like, you hear Giannis... You hear KD a lot. You say, miss out on a LeBron. couple others that you could put over KD in the last couple of years. So I think that's more why like he's probably saying that. I'm just assuming though. I don't know, but I like, think that's more why. He's would saying you that. rather
2: have Luca? Would you rather have Kyrie? I feel like yes, for, just in general, who's a better play, basketball player right
0: now? Luca or, or, or KD? I'm sorry, that's why I, mean, oh, I said yeah, Kyrie. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, an honest mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I would. I'd rather Luka. have Luca. Luca. I think. Second. I, I think for me, I think the top four players in the world in order are. Jokic, Steph, Giannis, and Luca. That's my top so, four.
2: So Jokic, um, excuse me, Giannis dropped to three. For
0: I one, think I mean, that I you can
2: first... even after last season, Steph winning
0: in a championship. You could put him number one.
2: But did you have
0: Steph at number one after winning the championship? I think I did. Yes. Did I have him one? I, don't think, I, I think I trolled one. And even if I didn't have him number one, I was like, "There's a legit argument him for him being number one after
2: losing in the first round when he was it's injured." Steph, though. I mean,
1: it's... No,
0: uh, three. he dropped. He dropped to dropped the, the one guy to who... three.
2: That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. He, he dropped... dropped. under Steph or the Joker. No. Jokic. I'm fine with him being number one. He just won an NBA be. champion. Oh, yeah, am yeah. yeah. making MVP. sure we got to get that in order. Okay. The dude's number one. He deserves it. Okay, for sure. I'm just saying one to three. I think those are the four. Right? Well, however, the
3: order yeah, is yeah, yeah. Lucas four, Luke is firm, four, and those the other three. three. As long as Joker's one, Lucas four,
0: I I the think two yeah. is respectfully. Like, also, Steph, Steph is not losing to eight seed to Miami Heat. Mm. He's not respectfully. He is not. No, he lost
2: his seventh seed and got blown out by thirty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll also say this. Okay, I'll also reword,
3: say look, Steph's the, not losing to Jimmy Butler. Nah, let's yeah. let's not, get not, that Let's get that in order.
2: People have been of the last two years. I'll say have been quick to take LeBron James out of their top five. So Kevin Durant can't be overly upset with people taking him out of their top five when he has not played to the normal level of Kevin Durant. That's just the argument that I'll put forth because, of course, LeBron James continues to produce, was second-team All-NBA this year, made it to the WCF on a torn tendon in his foot. So just a a little counter-argument there.
0: I've been taking Luke over KD for like five years now, bro. Five years. Correct. Not five years, I'll be. <laughs> maybe five, maybe like, like, like four. four maybe four, three, four. Yeah. yeah. I've been taking Luke over KD for a while. I took Luka as a rookie over KD. Second year for sure. After the second year in the bubble when he hit that game win- winner over Reggie Jackson, I think it was. Oh, so when he lost in the first round, you're like, yeah, this guy's better than Kevin. It <laughs> was uh, fucking generational. But, but
2: now Giannis loses in the first round, and now he dropped in the third. That was bad. Got it. He was hurt. Well, no, I think
0: you, like... When, I mean, look, I'm dropping him below Jokic and Steph. When, know, Steph when
2: Steph, obviously. Okay, so when Giannis
3: was one, it was last postseason, the postseason before this one, Steph won a chip. You can argue. You can put him over. But no it, one did. Why? Kind of rude. Uh, well, some people still had Joker. It's like an interchangeable thing. They all go in motion. You know, as long as those are the top three, I don't think it really matters too much. But Then he loses to an AFC. It's kind of nuts.
2: Gotcha. I
3: got gotcha. you. Very nuts.
2: Just saying, dropping him from one And to then three. that fourth
3: quarters in, in those last couple Giannis games. Giannis is nuts. An
0: all-around great player. You know, of course, he does. He offers more defense than Steph. Steph is arguably the greatest offensive engine in history. I'm not
2: gonna disagree ever. I,
0: it's you know, for me, it's insane. If <laughs> it's I'm luck. if I'm building a championship team around one player, even at Steph's age, I take I take Steph right now. I think it's harder to build a championship team around, around of Giannis. Course. I mean, Steph Curry is a top ten player of all time. I know, but I, I think it's harder to build a championship team around Giannis. I do. They and did Steph, it yeah. at,
2: before he turned thirty. So that's a W. They Did it, and yeah. Drew Holiday Shit. Shout out to Drew, man. That Bledsoe, shout out to Giannis. Oh, because
3: that Bledsoe team was shout not out to well. Middleton.
2: Yeah. 50, 50 ball on the closeout. Hey, I listen, will say, remember when Drew. Ooh, not Drew nah, Drew. Nah.
0: Shout out to PJ Tucker. All right. That's, That's next, yeah, next this episode. guy was going to applaud and realize, what? ah, <laughs> let me not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Warriors more because they traded Jordan Poole. And this was the trade. Ah.
3: The Warriors received Chris Paul. It's been a rough week for us The time.
0: Wizards received Jordan Poole, Ryan R- Rollins, Patrick Baldwin Jr. He
3: sent PBJ. And
0: people have made a big ruckus about the picks. But let's get the pick straight on here. It's a 2030 first-round pick. Top 20 protected. Top 20 protected. So it's really just like a pseudo first round pick. They're, Washington's probably never going to see that, and it's a twenty twenty seven twenty twenty seven second round pick. And we'll be dogs. In can I ask you a question, bro? If I send you a video, you would you be week. able to play it for the Top stream or no? It. We'll be uh, yeah, I can a four. Four. awesome.
1: A
3: four. We <laughs> <laughs> can have it. Whatever.
1: We
2: might need it. Uh, you know what? And, and I say this. I I, I asked this question because I would love for the fans to see Ribs' reaction because we were at my house. We were on a meeting actually. And Riv randomly just collapses to the floor. <laughs> he just falls to the ground. And I'm just like, man, I hope everything's I all right. So, I'm so it. just have it, I'm just having the conversation with, with the guys uh, at the meeting. And I, go to, was, I think one of the guys in the meeting asked Riv a question. He goes, I can't talk right now. We just traded Jordan Poole for fucking Chris Paul. <laughs> I died. Oh, I laughed so damn hard. And I already jokingly said in the beginning of the show, listen, this is my W for sure. Because I was very now, Drew, do you have
0: the, the, video, the video file? The video itself? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Just, just send me the video itself. Say This is less. a fucking funny joke to you guys. <laughs> 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 but but
2: Riv, man, I, first and foremost, I do want to issue, uh, just say I'm sorry. You know, I'm sure you're going through a hard time right now. I know Jordan Poole is one of your favorite players in the league. Definitely one of my guys. You know what, what I'm first. saying? One of my youth, he's in my youth program. A- and and for him to, to be... Traded, he, just,
3: you know, he might uh, retire from it. You
2: know? Traded like he was a, a bag of potato chips. That's really what I look at. And really, if I'm, if I'm a Jordan Poole fan, that's really what hurts me the most. Because not only did we just trade Jordan Poole, we, we also traded, hey, your guy Patrick Baldwin, who you had some kind of hopes for. He was cool. Uh, yeah, like, not like not a bad three-point shooter. <laughs> and you traded a first-round pick on top of that. Oh, no, 20 protected. <laughs> on top of that, <laughs> just to get him off. And you took on another guy who's going to be making $40 million this season. Thirty. I don't know if that makes me feel better, to be honest with you. So, listen, Ugh. good luck. You're going to be competing for a championship, allegedly, because you're not going to be releasing or waving you know Chris Paul saying? in uh, the near future. Uh, Joel, when, you let me know when you have this video.
0: You gave it a take right now, Reeve. All
2: right, right, Rev. Chris Paul move is odd. I don't know what's going on over there in that
3: organization. But to uh, talk about Jordan Poole, he's had probably the wildest 12 months of his life starting from the fact that he went from a championship parade to getting punched in the face Mm. to having a dog shit season to not being played in the playoffs to getting traded to the Washington Wizards. If you talk about getting outplayed by Austin Reeves. i Okay. Austin Reeves will never hit six threes in a playoff Generational game. Generational efficiency in the WCF. I have records in my phone. I made sure to save them. I have records, to too. It. Yeah, I'm sure you do.
2: Generational um, efficiency in the WCF against the hey champions. Hey, listen, I told you. Don't let him get paid and he falls off. I will fucking fry you. I, listen, <laughs> that's just not in his nature. He's a role player. He's a good. Um, He's a high-level role player. That's the thing. Austin knows his role. pull failed to do that. Eh, you know what's interesting that you always
3: say that? I wonder what our team would look like if Reeves started and Steph got hurt. We'd probably lose a lot of games.
2: Wait, if Reeves started on your team? Instead of Poole and Steph got hurt, we'd lose a good amount of games. Do you forget that LeBron James was hurt and Reeves had to take majority of... Wasn't that towards the your end of your schedule? It was mid? Sort of, kind of, but I it wasn't so. towards the Let, end, really, because LeBron back, came back. Let's get back. back to the take-in. Hey, let's hey, get hey back Bozo, to the LeBron came back. We have
0: well, the video now. So yeah, yeah, we'll video. play it. What are we playing it for? We
2: are Jordan Poole just got traded to the Washington Wizards. For the one and only Chris Paul.
5: <laughs> I want Mike Dunleavy.
3: <laughs> I need somebody to set up the UFC to match <laughs> me and Mike Dunleavy. I just don't get it, bro. Dunleavy said, bro, we going to have him here for the
2: next four years at least. That's our plan. <laughs>
0: What's, What's your name What <laughs> you got to say
4: to
2: Mike
0: Dunleavy? Talk to me, Rev. He's a
4: fucking dumb dish,
5: dude.
3: <laughs> 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 and we gave up the 19th pick.
2: Bro, we actually had we got the Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you thought, you thought. Yeah, I was, I was OD. scared. Yeah, yeah, I was scared.
0: I was scared. <laughs> yeah. Dumb Uh-oh. thing's hilarious.
3: Sucks for Paul <laughs> getting traded for Chris Paul's nuts. I'll be honest. If I'm an NBA player, I'm in the, I'm in the lab every day, all day, twenty four hours. Paul, my confusion is, at what point, like this, what is this version of Chris Paul is gonna do better than Jordan Poole? I, I don't know. I mean,
1: his role, chemistry.
3: What is he – what chemistry
1: – I mean well, – him and Steph got people Yeah, I, I don't know.
3: Uh, listen, now. the Warriors run a fast-paced offense. Chris Paul likes to slow it down. Uh, the pick Warriors are old. They run – pick. we don't run pick-and-roll as much. Chris Paul loves pick-and-roll. We don't even have a legit pick-and-roll bigs. It's just Draymond. And Kuminga's is a good roller if they ever play him. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. We have 30 mil allocated to now Chris Paul, but it's like a one-year deal. So I guess we get that money back. We save money. You keep Draymond in the event. So now you – you're pretty much building a team for the Steph window, which what you wanted to do in the first place is continue to win and be at the highest level with Steph. So I understand that. For the pool perspective, whatever you now get a team to go have fun, do what you want. That's what you wanted to do. You felt like you could be a starter. Now you can go be a starter for the Washington Wizards at Capital One Arena. Which is, <laughs> I looked up the arena; it's very nasty business. Um, I'll be there You're though. Ready for to drive short.
1: four hours to go watch?
3: Yeah, I'll be there. But um, you know, I think the trade obviously when you like, I don't, I just don't get. Like, maybe somebody could explain it to me. What does Chris Paul can do for you <laughs> at this point in your career? He got hurt off jumping for a rebound. I'd Like, this is legit. Like, he's old, bro. He's he's old. He can't defend. No, I, I I don't. What does he do? Like, what what, what was he going to do? That <laughs> he could pass. Cool? It's like, not a bad place He's leader. What was he going to do that Jordan Poole couldn't do at this point? Like Not turn the ball over as much, maybe? Cool.
1: Not take bad shots?
3: I'd rather that sometimes <laughs> than not take no shots at all. I mean, I don't know. Like, Chris Paul... He looked unplayable at times, too. So, But I think... You think there's baddies in Washington? There is. Oh, okay. No, nice. for sure. Nice. Good to hear. Yeah, there's actually insane amount of baddies <laughs> in
4: Washington. <laughs> but I
3: think he would be out. Right. But um, all the, I think this is great for Washington. They got a low-risk, high-war type of thing. Pool's contract will be up in two or three years. And he's a young player that they can let have fun, probably build his value up if they want to trade him or build and have him included in their plans. For the Warriors, I mean, you have Chris Paul off the bench. So, he's, you know, I, I, I don't know. You still have... You still need a legit big. You still need some wing depth. What are you going to do with Kaminga? There's still a lot of question marks. And if Draymond even comes back, like we don't even know if this move completely makes Draymond even come back. Like that was just to, to clear up money. We have to hope that Draymond comes back. Because if Draymond doesn't come back, this Chris Paul shit is dead. The Warriors are not going anywhere without Draymond Green. He's the heart and soul. He's the defensive rim protector. He's the defensive anchor. He makes the shit go on defense. Steph makes it go on offense. If those two aren't clicking in sync, we are a dog shit uh, team. So, this trade just it hurt my heart, hurt my soul, but you know, I will be uh, I am Wizard's Nation now.
0: <laughs> I think your criticisms are valid. Jordan Poole, it's obvious you have an emotional attachment to him. I think a lot of Warriors fans do. You drafted him, you saw him come up from the G League. You're on the wave too. To that on Brown the was Jordan Poole wave. You are. I mean, if you want to say that, sure. I will. That trip right. was generational. I will say that.
2: Man. No, hey,
1: she can, was so fraudulent. I could joke as much as us. I want.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he was oh.
3: He just D, he just knew what he do he just knew what to do like he was just oh. the bag was crazy <laughs> he was just doing shooting was crazy fans was loving it the it half court shots were crazy it was a great year man then he got punched and then life just failed
0: I understand the emotional attachment Warriors fans have to Jordan Poole because he was amazing for them in a the 2022 playoff run and they at least with one backs. thing you can say about Poole is that he helps you win a championship the disappointment here lies in the fact that. Everyone thought, Warriors fans specifically, thought that Jordan Poole was going to be the heir apparent to Steph Curry and take that role eventually as the Warriors' best player <laughs> down the line one day. That was Twitter
3: troll. You, I, I didn't
2: Yo, think you're that. lying. I didn't think you are fucking lying. It was on Twitter. We know. No, on Twitter. Bro, he's fucking It was a Twitter uh, he, tweet. You are a generational liar. Tweet.
0: You're a generational you didn't liar. That? Not, serious. That's like a twenty percent He's a generational 27% liar. 27%, 27%. All right, putting 40. percentages
1: He's on He's lying. I, 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 keep going. No, nah, it wasn't, wasn't higher than 40.
3: I promise you. I
1: maybe really not know. Steph
3: himself, but maybe like a, a version, uh, a light of Steph light. Is there not versions of Michael Jordan? Sure. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I don't so think so you're expecting to be Kobe Bryant? Fuck no. Maybe
5: a
0: little <laughs> lower. Let's go a
3: little <laughs> let's go like uh, DeMar DeRozan. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. That's valid. That's valid. That's valid. That's valid. That's valid.
0: The real truth about this deal is that it it wasn't just Jordan Poole for Chris Paul. It was Jordan Poole for Chris Paul and retaining Draymond Green. I think Draymond Green is staying. I I don't think he's going anywhere. Hopefully the Warriors are willing to match the money that he wants because I do believe Draymond wants to be a Warrior lifer. He wants to finish his career with Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. I have to applaud Mike Dunleavy for for making this move Mm. off the simple fact that (laughs)
5: hmm. (laughs) Off off
0: the simple fact that it felt like Bob Myers in his last year as a president was battling between the ideology of sticking with the youth development and winning a championship now. Mike Dunleavy with with this move said, we want to win now. We still have Kaminga, Moody. I'm not sure what's going to happen with those two, but we have to be honest about Jordan Poole and the Warriors at this point in time. He was amazing. Before this season. But once Draymond Green punched him in in the face. the, The chemistry in the locker room. Totally disappeared. They were awful on the road. And that was never going to be fixed. It wasn't. You couldn't have Jordan Poole in his locker room another year. You can see he was growing frustrated. With his role. He wanted to be featured more. And when you're on a team that's trying to win a championship. You have to be unselfish. And Jordan Poole showed down the stretch of the season, he was selfish. So I think this move was to get rid of a locker room cancer that has been, that has been growing and retain the heart and soul of this Warriors dynasty. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. They picked between Jordan Poole and Draymond, and I think we can all say, even if it's a tough decision for some people emotionally to battle with, the answer is always Draymond over Pool because he's far more valuable. And Chris Paul, he's not the same player he once was. I am Please curious stop. to see how he fits into the offense that is so much I with no clue. fast pace. It's a fast pace offense. It's like the worst. They're probably going to run But the good offenses. part about this trade is that Chris Paul is now the backup point guard. Chris Paul now enters a season where he doesn't have to play 30 minutes a game. You can play him for 20 to 24 minutes per game. You can be sold on that production. And maybe we're seeing a version of the Warriors where the starters are playing fast pace. Chris Paul comes into the game with reserves, and it's a slower-paced game. And the biggest issue with the Warriors the past couple of seasons have been when Steph Curry's off the court, you guys are not good. Maybe this now turns around that tide, and when Chris Paul is on the court, someone who can manage the game and control the game, you don't lose by that many points, and you're starting to win those minutes when Steph is not on the court.
1: It was always... Pool or Draymond. I mean, really, really since the punch, we probably should have saw this coming. Right when I saw, first of all, I was shocked that Jordan Poole's trade value was this low. The mm-hmm. fact that you had attached, even though the picks are meaningless, more or less, yeah. the fact that you had to attach anything at all and just get Chris Paul back was shocking to me. I thought Jordan Poole coming off a down year, he's still super young you still see the potential. I mean, he's going to go there and probably be top 10, 15 in scoring, right? He's going to give you 25-plus probably with the Wizards, given there's really nothing else on that roster. But I was shocked at how low his trade value was. And obviously, Riv, you know, you and Mike Dunleavy are going to have to, you know, chat a bit because it was uh, getting Chris Paul is not the ideal fit for this Warriors offense. Which First
2: move is GM. Which is yeah, so, town. Yeah, it's down. just so reliant on movement and after saying athleticism, that he was looking forward to the next four years. That's what I'm saying. That's where shit kind of. But, GM,
1: but GMs do that all the time, and coaches do that all the time. Like Brad Stevens just said, "I love our core. I don't want to mess with it. Any trade, Marcus Smart. I mean, GMs really they don't have t-
0: crazy. That's man. a more hurtful move. I'll be honest.
1: Yeah, but GMs don't like have. Far. What's what's the reason for him to go up there and say, "I don't know, maybe pull, maybe not. He's going to go up there and say, "I like our guys. Blah blah blah. The regular GM speak but not only does this give you Draymond it does does give you flexibility in the future cuz yep. next year you'll be off the Chris Ball contract and you'll be off the Clay no, contract no it gives us
3: flexibility before no it actually gives us flexibility to uh, sign Draymond and re-sign Clay
1: yeah, but if you if the world if it comes down to it and you don't have to re sign clay, now you you're not gonna have that much you should have cap room. If you're just paying Draymond's not gonna be a forty million dollar cap it, right? It'll be twenty, twenty five, probably, maybe thirty. I don't see a word if not re sign clay. I don't think either, but you still have the flexibility if he does, you know, not perform up to what we're expecting, or he has another playoffs where he really struggles, at least the front office, who to Joel's point, probably doesn't have as much of attachment as Bob Myers has, you still have now you have more flexibility because you don't have Jordan Poole's hundred forty million dollar contract on the books so it's a weird fit I didn't understand the move Um, but I guess for the future and looking forward to you know the CBA of course as well that we're going to be talking about the next couple of years um, it's probably a necessary move the Jordan Poole contract Mm -hmm. it's not going to age well the Wizards on their side of things though they're getting not a flyer because you're paying him so much money, but you're getting someone who's going to be the best player on your team, right? And you didn't have to give up anything for him and you did get two extra draft picks. So for the wizards, I'm excited. I'm excited for Jordan Poole, who is going to get a reset. It's going to be an incredibly low pressure environment. The wizards are going to be expected to win 20 games. He could go out there. He could hoop, get his confidence back. Maybe in a couple of years, he get moved on to a contender. Um, but for the warriors, it's, it's an incredibly questionable move for a team that's trying to win a championship.
0: We'll see just how good Jordan Poole is. With this Washington stint, this is we're gonna see just how good Jordan Poole is. No, Maybe that, he's Agent zero, 2.0. I think
1: right, he's gonna give you twenty five. Tell the fans it says Gilbert Arenas. Give, give me his stat line and, and uh, efficiency for next year.
3: Um, I'll go twenty five, six and four, like 43, 37, 93 splits.
2: If he shoots thirty seven percent from three, that, that
0: like, he's like an all star. Never to done it before. He has. That is an all star. Yeah. Yeah.
3: are well, you know, he never done?
0: Last year. What was he at? This year?
3: Uh, at I think Jordan
0: Poole is capable of that. What if he just shocks everybody? And, no, he'd and, and, and the hating. He'd be like legit hate. 33 What if the Wizards I'm are just, playing not, playing? He's never team. shot he lower than
3: 30. He only shot 33. Outside his rookie year, he only shot 33 once.
2: It's the
0: difference between him and LeBron at this point, right?
1: Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't see nothing wrong with wanting to ride out with this core of Warriors players, Clay, Dre, and Steph. I get it. It, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. Those are the guys that you were a dynasty with. You got to treat them with respect. Those are legends in the franchise. They're you take
1: Draymond over Pool and you don't think twice about it. No, I think and uh, it had to be done. The funny part is the
3: the thing you said where um Dunleavy has no ties. I has think time. he he's he's not a, um afraid to because no he had ties with Poole. He was one yeah, that I, was very he, yeah because he he's was not an afraid to make the yeah. the cut because he's the one who kept telling Myers Pool Pool like I like Pool keep Pool and then uh he ended up inevitably like. Now nah, we gotta keep Dre. I understand that's most important. So he's not afraid to make no ties. I just Chris Paul. I don't know like where he fit. Like fuck fit. the po- pool's gone. Whatever. All right, you trade a pool. Like he's going to Washington. Where does Chris Paul fit within the system in the scheme? Will they run a different set when Chris Paul is on the court? Steph is all the court. Will they run slow? Will they run fast? Like what? It like defensively. What is he gonna look like? Not will good. he be able to score? How will they run Probably pick not. and roll? We still have these same big man problems. I like. I don't know where he fits. Within the roster and the rotation. Now you said you're going to keep Kaminga. What are you going to do with Kaminga now? What are you going to do with Moody? Like, there's still going to be these same issues. You still just you just fixed one less problem.
0: I'm counting on Chris Paul to be adaptable. I am too. <sighs> it's tough. That a, really a, no, a luxury. No, me.
3: it's not even like he's not smart it's, enough can to he do he it. Adapt it's, to it physically. I yeah, think the that's bigger question. yeah, that's the thing. He, even even though he can he can not play 30, 30 minutes and still he still gets hurt like. Regardless, I think this is better, though. You know, I think think. Chris Paul is going
0: from being a lead ball handler playing 30 plus minutes per game to now coming off the bench. And I think even if it's more strenuous, there's higher pace involved when he's in the game. I think that his body should hold up better than it was before when he was a starter getting so much minutes. And I I do think that the Warriors next year are going to play at two different paces. When Chris Paul is on the court with Steph and Dre and Clay, they will play that same Warriors band of basketball. But when those guys get subbed out, I think we're going to see slower pace. And Chris Paul knows how to control the game. He doesn't provide the same rim pressure um, anymore. But I think even at 38, Chris Paul is a better defender than Jordan Poole. He is a better playmaker than Jordan Poole. (sighs) No,
2: no, he's a better (laughs) defender. They're both not good. God, yeah, Jordan
1: Chris pulls Paul is just as unplayable, bro. Yeah.
0: And Chris Paul <sighs> is going to catch and shoot. He's, he's a great catch and shoot shooter as well.
3: The, that's the th- – but, like, all right. So, like, when, when Steph and Poole were on the court, Poole was the point guard. Steph comes off the screen. But the thing was, Poole's ability to put pressure on the rim opens mm-hmm. up the court. If Chris Paul and Steph are playing on the same court at the same time, that's that's a really small lineup. Really, and Chris Paul puts no pressure on the rim.
0: I only think the Warriors regret this decision if Jordan Poole really <clears> flourishes <throat> as a real star in Washington. Yeah. That's I think that's the only know way I they know like. flourish as a star. I mean, we know what make Poole's going give them. If they they're, make the they're play a playing team like, oh, and they're shit. competitive, yeah, I, I mean, we, we know. I agree. I mean, if we, if we see Jordan Poole and you're we're right. like, wow, you're right. Wow, but I think right. we,
1: we've seen what Jordan Poole can give you, but you also know he comes with limitations and what he's going to be able to do, like, when Steph wasn't on the court, you saw the numbers, you know, balloon, and he was putting up crazy numbers. But I still think – I think we all know Jordan Poole is going to go to Washington and put up crazy numbers, but that's still not going to take away from the fact that he probably isn't the best complimentary piece for a team that's trying to contend, at least right now.
0: We have to just see if his brand of playing basketball is going to add to wins. Really. Exactly, yes. if he's If he's a winning player. Yes. But, you know, well, I, I, don't her, I feel year. like
3: – We, sh- ah, we should have should him one year. more year, man. I understand the dream on contract. Came, and it was a tough, tough time. But, like, I feel like as great as he had a year last year and as bad as he had, I feel like he should have got one more chance. But,
2: unfortunately, the no, they, they literally know. gave him no second chance. He was bad this year. Mm-hmm. They gave him no second you chance. You want to know why I
0: think that is, though? You give people second chances if you see within their attitude that they're willing to change. Yeah. They were with Jordan Poole all year long. Or you didn't see his struggle beard? I did see it. Bro, it that tweet no kills me, man. But I'm I they probably saw Jordan Poole's attitude throughout the year and the playoffs and they just didn't think that it was going to change moving forward. So, and and that's something yeah, they that can't argue with.
2: Yeah. Did he?
1: Immediately. Yeah, immediately. I mean, he maybe he never was following him in the first place, but I was going around social media.
2: Yeah, listen, I mean, all jokes aside, I do feel for Poole. They he had one bad down year after being unbelievably great and they let him go like he was a sack of shit. That's something that I could feel for. But we'll see what his next journey is in Washington. Of course, he's going to have all the opportunity <laughs> in the world. <laughs> he's going to
1: put up stupid numbers.
3: Oh no, he's going to put up. The, I just want to see if they uh I just want to see what he does in the fourth quarter. That's what I'm interested in. If he makes winning plays, if he can do shit like that cuz they're not going to win, but if he can make winning
1: plays, show effort on defense and you can see he really changed. And Washington could have a, either a trade chip. They could flip him later on or if they could keep him cuz he's still young enough to be part of this rebuild.
0: Earlier this week, a big three-team trade happened. Celtics, Grizzlies, Warriors. The Celtics received Christos Porzingis, the 25th overall pick, and a 2024 first-round pick, top four protected via the Warriors. Grizzlies received Marcus Smart, and the Wizards received Tyus Jones, Danilo Golinari, Mike Muscala, the 35th overall pick via the Celtics. I'm sorry I had to end like this, Dales. Marcus Smart era in Boston is now over. If it makes you feel better, though, and this is kind of the logic that I had in my head. We know how important Marcus Smart is to the Celtics. He's a hard and soul. And I think Brad Stevens in this trade treated him as such. He wasn't traded for nothing. No. He was traded for a legit all star player Facts. and two first round picks. If that doesn't show you how much Brad Stevens values Marcus Smart, I don't know what will because that is a huge return to get for Marcus Smart.
1: The return's great. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. It's You have really like two different trains of thoughts from people, and it's funny because the people that like the Marcus Smart trade, which is basically like 100%. If you're not a Celtics fan, you love this trade. You think you fleeced, Steading. oh, my God, you got it. Um, but those are typically the same people who have the same questions about the Celtics, about the leadership, about does Tatum have that dog in him? You know, can you uh, can you win with, with Jalen Brown being the two? And really just, I feel like more than anything with the Celtics, it's been... Not even the talent of the team. The talent's always been there. It's been more about the continuity and can you win with this group of people, with this type of leadership from these players. And Marcus Smart was the leader of this team. He was on this team for nine years, the longest tenured Celtic on the roster. And what hurts the most is that I thought going into this offseason, our number one need was to get more playmaking and better passing offensively and Marcus Smart, not saying a ton, was a top two playmaker slash passer on this team. Him and Tatum, I thought, were the best. And you go and you trade your lead playmaker at guard. I love Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon's solid, but what Marcus Smart was able to do, that's why the, the Brogdon deal made so much sense because he was more redundant, I thought, with him and Derek White. Um, at least offensively, because Marcus Smart was a facilitator of this offense. And maybe there's some addition by subtraction there. Maybe the ball should be in Jason Tatum's hands more down the stretch and Jalen Brown's hands more down the stretch. But I just don't like the people that think Marcus Smart is, like, just dynamite to an offense in terms of, like, you throw him in this offense and shit just blows up because he takes terrible shots and he doesn't know how to run it, it's just not true he had a great playoff run he won us uh, low key multiple no, games you're through not these lying. playoffs you're not lying. he has hit big shots he honestly in the fourth quarter his three point percentage in this playoff run was the highest on the team he he is not someone that he was saving legacy. he is not someone that is just like putting a wrench into offense this is not what he does and Celtics fans if you love Marcus Smart which is me i didn't like the trade I understand Porzingis comes in, and he brings you something different to this team. But I don't think you could rely on Porzingis, Brogdon, and Robert Williams to be three. Right now, there's only seven guys in this rotation you're going to trust in the playoffs. Those three, you're going to be relying on a ton, and they all have extensive injury history. Marcus Smart's someone who's going to come in. He damn near never gets injured. He's the heart and soul of this team. He's the leader of this team. Jason Tatum loves him. Jalen Brown loves him. And Brad Stevens, it was just as hard for him. He's been with Marcus Smart this entire way, so I know it wasn't easy. But I'm I'm hoping for the best, but expecting the worst, honestly. I know maybe talent-wise you get better, and there's probably another move to make. I don't think you go into the the season next year and with just Brogdon and Derek White as your guards. And, of course, you have Brogdon and Sam Hauser. But I don't think those could be your only two guards. I think there's another move down the line. And whatever that move is, then I think we kind of come back and see you know how it shakes out.
0: And this was Dell's live reaction to the trade. He posted a picture of himself on Twitter. <laughs> Bro's in the corner.
1: <laughs> Bro, I, because i I'm me and my girl, we were, we were getting ready for bed. And I get the news. Boom, Porzingis gets here. It's like, let's go. I'm talking my shit. And then I was like, literally just about to go into the room. And I get the alert. Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies. And I said, oh, no. She said, what? I just fell to the floor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was sick. Uh, listen, I, and I've tried to tell you this since the move happened. You said if you're not a Celtics fan, you like the move. I wouldn't say it was a fleecing. I just think that I like the deal. You traded your best defensive player, not this past season, two seasons ago. This season, he was not the defender. Nowhere near the defender that he was the DPOY year. And, of course, DPOY, it's very hard to keep that level of play but he wasn't your the best defender that you guys had on the perimeter. You could say that Derek White was your best perimeter defender this year. Absolutely. You mentioned about the playmaking, but you said it very, very blatantly as well. It's not saying much that he's your second best playmaker. Tatum is number one, but it's not like Malcolm Brogdon can't playmake. It's not like Derek White can't playmake. It's, Jalen Brown, he needs help in the playmaking department, no doubt. I do believe that in this free agency, you will find another guy that can playmake. However... You get two first round picks. Depending on what happens with Golden State, I still think that they'll probably be a play playoff team, play-in team. I doubt that they that they really decide to blow everything up unless Draymond doesn't come back. Then we start to have questions. But I'm gonna go in with the expectation that they'll have Draymond. It should be a decent first round pick. You get you get this pick that you didn't really I'm not sure what you guys turned this into. Pick twenty five. It was uh Brandon Walsh four second round picks.
0: Jordan Walsh. Jordan Walsh. So. Jordan Walsh. Okay.
2: So <laughs> you get Christos Porzingis. Now you have some real rim protection. You don't have to rely as heavily on Al Horford anymore. See now he's kind of getting that CP3 treatment where now you'll have Chris uh you'll have Christos Porzingis start at the five. You'll have Al Horford come in to give you some solid minutes. Of course, you know that he can knock down the three. That kind of killed you guys in the playoffs where he was not nearly as efficient as he was. In the regular season, but that's what you're going to rely on with Christos Porzingis his offensive game, his rim protection, Rob Will, and his versatility. You can rely on that. But I think that I understand, let me not say I think, I understand where you're coming from in terms of you just lost your glue guy. You just lost the leader in the locker room. Now it's Jason Tatum's time to assert himself as the captain, as the leader of this team. That's something, if I'm a Celtics fan, I'm looking forward to it because I know if I'm a Celtics fan, I know and I trust in Jason Tatum and his development, and his ability to be a galvanizing force in that locker room. So you, it hurts as a as a Celtics fan because of what Marcus Smart means to your team, but you understand that you guys still are one of the deepest teams in the league. You address the need of yours, bringing some youth in terms of the the in the front court, bringing in Christos Porzingis, who is also on an expiring. You get him at a relatively cheap price. But then also you add an extra piece to your offense. There's not as much pressure on the Jalen Brown, on the Jason Tatum. There's another guy that you can rely on. So it hurts to lose Marcus, but there's upside to this move. Can you rely on KP? I, 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 can Six, you? 65 games this year. Yes, this was the first. a 60, 65 oh, 66, or something around that. Yeah. Yes, he struggled with injuries in the past, but this was the healthiest that he's been this past season. This don't, was also don't 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 right use, with me, man. the most got ball. You don't necessarily need to extend him. You probably will, but you did get the two first round picks for uh, included in tra- and this he him? he had to opt oh, like into his deal correct. This this is my thing.
3: Like, and I think in theory, this should be a good move, but you got KP, Rob Will, they're both injury concerns. Your front court is KP, Rob, Will, Al Horford. Al Horford's pretty old. He, You guys are going to kill him, man. You guys are sick. Hey, and, you know what we did against the B. Don't, yeah. don't disrespect. And then your backcourt, that's the issue. It's naked. Like, really, really. Is it's it? It's Derek White. Good. It's Malcolm Brogdon. Good. Brogdon has. Unhealthy. It's not even. Uh, he didn't play well in the playoffs. He was hurt. Defensively, he was really, he was really, bad. really, really. Like, re- he was the guy getting targeted in every single series they played. Yeah, okay. He that's the problem if he hurt because he's always hurt. But I think Porzingis brings some upside to the team. He brings the stretch four ability. He can protect the rim, so if Rob can't play, you can play Porzingis, a guy who can protect the rim and can hit shots. So that doesn't leave your offense in a tough spot when Rob is in the game because you know he you know he's a rim runner. He's not really um, a shooter. Um, but I think dumb, I know he was OD I know. I you, but if Poole did that you would be like the team stinks what are you talking about the numbers in Washington if he did
2: this like we just had this conversation if he goes to Washington and he dogs I yeah. give him yeah. his yeah. praise shut up oh bro and, if, and, he, and, if he if he does and this if he does this I'll any, shake your hand any, and say I'm sorry he's done that before no, right? on a uh, playoff
3: team f- uh, anyways you're um, losing me Riv I think 17 points relax I'm 17 I, points 24 when you started I think um, Porzingis brings some good things though. I just think you guys need another the guard I, I think you need, you need another playmaker you don't you yes. don't have too many uh Malcolm, mark is smart he was hurt last year so it did drop him off defensively but he was really fucking good as a playmaker in the, Last in season. the playoffs he, playoffs, he went back amazing. to really good defensively and, and i think the playoffs Bro is he's a great uh playmaker too i think you guys do are a little stuck here you can you can bank on jason tatum always improvement, but what about Jalen brown is he, he now this puts more pressure on him to become a better playmaker because you're missing that other guard. And then Derek White, you know, we know what he is. He has to also be another playmaker. But I think all in all – this puts you guys in a good position. I don't know if it makes you guys better. I'll have to see how the fit looks on the court. But in theory, you got two first-round picks, or you got two picks in general. You got Porzingis from Marcus Smart. The heart and soul of your team. I understand trading the heart and soul is tough, especially one who was in your starting lineup for so long. He kind of kept the boys together. I had that bond, that continuity. But you guys were fucking up anyways late in games. It was doing dumb shit down the road anyways with him. And he was a part of the dumb shit at times. He was shooting you out of games at times. So... Will Porzingis do that? I don't know. But I think for the haul you got from Marcus Smart,
0: I think it's pretty good. It was a good talent upgrade. You guys upgraded in talent a lot. You did. <laughs> and Chris House Porzingis is coming off his best season. I thought. 65 games played. He was an elite drop defender, rim protector, elite scorer from the post, off the catch, attacking closeouts. He good. was elite. I know. But here's the rebuttal to all that when he was in Washington, he didn't have expectations. He didn't have any true stars he was playing off of or had to play off of. He did what a good player would do. Bradley that Beal team. was injured last year, and Kyle Kuzma was the, their second best player most of the season. So he really had free reigns to do whatever he wanted. Last time we've seen Chris Osprezingis in a situation where he played with another star, it was one of the top playmakers in the league, and Luka Doncic. It's hard to play with. In the playoffs, Christos Porzingis was not good in his last playoffs. Oh, the look fine. Uh, okay. My concern with it is Sorry that to. my hard concern thing, with this move is Joe is a second-year head coach. You lost your locker room leader in Marcus Smart. Christoph Porzingis now comes in. That's another ego and personality you have to manage. Christos Porzingis was in Dallas thinking he deserved more touches than Luka. In Boston, he was carrying in the Clipper series. Yeah,
5: <laughs>
0: with Tatum and Jalen Brown, the biggest question mark is who's the playmaker on this team. You're now relying on Tatum and Jalen Brown to take massive playmaking leaps, and it does feel like an overlapping of skill sets and players that don't complement one another. Porzingis was no doubt a big talent upgrade, but I think. You know, if this was the original trade, if you're trading Malcolm Brogdon, Celtics fans feel much more better. Because you traded an injury-prone player that you didn't rely on in the playoffs, who wasn't good, for a major talent upgrade. And you didn't have to trade a player who was such an important part of your success. Marcus Smart has been a part of every Celtics-era success in the last... Eight years, the IT era, the year where they had Jared Sullinger and Kyrie, Olenek. I mean, era. he he's <laughs> been through Kyrie he's era. been through those eras. He's seen those things, and it does suck that they have to trade him. But this is a major question mark, and you brought up an excellent point. I don't think this Celtics team is that deep. I really don't. Seven
4: they have right seven
0: now. players that you trust in a playoff rotation. Three of those, like Dell's mentioned, are insanely injury prone. KP just had his most most healthy season, but are we really counting on that? I think injury is still a question with him. It is so a you question. have three we players that are injury-prone, and who knows if they're going to be able to withstand a regular season and be healthy come playoff time. <clears throat> and then the other elephant in the room, I mean, KP is on a one-year deal. If this team does not work out, the chemistry does not work out, it's a disaster. KP is walking for nothing, and let's say best-case scenario it does work out, or Chris House Porzingis at least plays at a great level. Boston is now going to be paying Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Chris House Porzingis a boatload of money, mm-hmm. and those are the three main players almost all of your cap is going to, and that's going to limit the depth even more. So I think this is this was a move that you know Brad Stevens made thinking that the Celtics can win it all next year. This was a power move. It and was. I think
2: that they did this because they believe that Christos Porzingis was the missing piece to getting over that hump and winning the NBA championship. I feel like if there was, uh, we got to give praise. Christos Porzingis was very good last season. You could say yes. Maybe the expectations weren't there. There's no pressure being put on him. Now that there's going to be a ton of pressure being put on him, especially in Boston, especially when the expectation is championship or bust. We're definitely going to see the true Christos Porzingis, but I do believe in his skill set. I believe that he should fit in this system, again, with how great 12, he is. Say that one more time. It wasn't. No, gotcha. The Wizards weren't a good team. I mean, that's, that has nothing to do with Christos Porzingis and how great that he played. Obviously, he played. you can play great bas- basketball and you still lose. Look at Damian Lillard. That's another guy who played great basketball, but his team is still losing. You can Damian only impact. Showed, it's a team game. Damien has showed that he can put up 28 No, No, I'm just talking last with, season. But, but that's team. not separately. what
0: Porzingis is going to be in Boston. Absolutely not. He's going to be, be kind of like a 16-8 and eight guy in Boston.
2: Yeah. Absolutely, who's going to do all the missing pieces that you hadn't had last season. I'll be honest. If we're going
1: straight off vibes, just over the team... It feels like murderer. a disaster. I'm sorry, man. It feels like a fucking disaster waiting to happen. Welcome to the it party. Fe- it feels like Porzingis gets injured. It feels like he's not going to be there for the playoffs, and you're going to be going in with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and no Marcus Smart, and it's a second-round exit. That's what, that's what my, st- my gut is telling me right Jaylen now. Second-round exit? That's, wow. my, that's what my gut is Jaylen telling me. you pay Jalen Brown yet? Me. We you guys haven't. give him his bag? We haven't. Give him his yet. bag, man. Hurry up. I'm trying. Yeah. Hey, I'm you know, every day. This is, I think,
0: the Chris House Porzingis move... At least in my opinion, was similar to what the Suns did in training for Bradley Beal, making a power move there. Yeah, there's a difference between those two moves, though. I think the Suns were backed into a wall and needed to make a move like that to even give themselves a chance next year. Because of how good the Nuggets are. Not even that, but because Chris Paul is 38. I apologize. You're th- that's really <laughs> it, and, and they don't have no picks for the future, so they needed to make one of those moves right now. Boston didn't have to make this move. They didn't. They, and they could have stayed pat.
1: And it's it's important that Brad was lowering up on picks. They I, got, I, I feel differently.
3: I, I feel like they had to make a move. Maybe not this move, but they had to make Boston? a move. Yeah. They,
1: no, Boston had to make a move, I think. But They had to retool for I thought sure. it was the, you yeah, move the Brog- Brogdon, the Brogdon and, yeah, and you went. get a piece. Now this you could add added the, picks to Brogdon. The injury, whatever it might be, is, is worse. I mean, there's actually a report out there that the original deal was still Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies for Porzingis or whatever, or it might have even been to the Wizards. And then the Clippers got involved, and then it changed to Brogdon. Um, but I do think it's important that Brad is lowering up on these picks. They got, I mean, we could lap out second-round picks, but this new CBA is coming up. Second-round picks are going to be more valuable because you're going to have guys on nothing contracts, and you'll be able to get rookies and kind of replenish your roster. And obviously, we just saw Bradley Beal go for six seconds. And plus the extra first for the Warriors. The Celtics still have all of their first-round picks, so... If they want to make another splash move, they have the assets to be able to do it. The big thing, though, is just going to be able to match salary because outside of Brogdon, who I mean, if the Clippers don't want you, who knows who's going to want you out there in the NBA? They don't have many salaries to match. You're not trading Brown or Tatum. Um, Al Horford probably doesn't have much trade value. Probably don't want to trade him, honestly. Same with Rob. Like these guys are part of your core. And then your bench is right now, Grant Williams possibly in a sign and trade is someone that maybe could, you know, match some salary there. But everyone else is gone. Like, there's this roster right now. There's not a ton of guys. Payne Pritchard makes no money. Sam Hauser makes no money. Um, So, Brad has the assets pick-wise. It's Mm -hmm. just going to be tricky to try to make the money work.
0: Yeah, Very different situations if the teams fail. If the Suns fail, they're cooked until 2031. Agreed. 2031. (laughs) Unless they have to, unless they trade Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Like, who knows what they'll get for those players. But still, they're going to be very bad. Shit
2: just doesn't even look right, bro.
0: The Celtics Probably can amazing. still retool it if it doesn't it's work. Like, I needed a better pick <laughs> for my <laughs> guy. My twin.
2: <laughs> Am I looking at him? Are you looking in a mirror right now? Bro? Oh, my
1: God. Marcus Smart and a Grizzlies? I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I'm excited. Let's
0: talk about the Grizzlies aspect of this trade. They got Marcus Smart. I thought this was a move to replace what Dylan Brooks brought to the team from a leadership and heart and, and, and soul perspective. And, yes. and and
2: the way you look, you said leadership, Yeah, Dylan Brooks' leadership, Garbage compared to what Marcus Smart's gonna bring. No, no doubt. I'm not saying that yeah. no,
3: leadership think... lost me because they don't follow nothing he does. Yeah, I
0: I agree with that. That's no, it's that. he was a hard and soul of the team, bro. What hard and soul? They <laughs> let him <laughs> go. To the, watch watch the shit? Na, we don't watch you. know. Hard and
3: soul. They sent their hard and soul for the baggage. They let Dylan Brooks walk. Said we're not bringing him back under any circumstance.
2: Terrible hard and soul. Like basketball. Or what he can do for us, j- just the locker
0: room as a whole. That's you better really watch fun. out how
3: you talk about a future Houston Rockets. No, he can bring a different type of leadership to that. Like He 100%. can change. He can, he can he alter is, that culture. Sure. Like. But
0: you mentioned it. 25 games without Ja. Marcus Smart feels that. That's going to be very important. But they're going to have to fill that Tyus Jones need as well. Because it's not just Dylan Brooks that's leaving. It's Tyus Jones who was one of the best backup point guards in the league. Smart starts. I think Smart should when start. When Ja's
3: out, for sure. No, I'm talking about when Ja comes back. Oh. I don't think Smart should start. Who, who, who nah, starts nah, at the three? You're too small that's your if you start Smart. You, you, I don't think you, you would put Smart at the three, though. No, I you, think you put him
0: at
1: the two.
3: Then you put Bane, Bane at the
1: three? It's He's that's, six, five. That's so small. So Josh smart. Is that your Bane breakout?
3: That your, ah, they need a three. They need to go in the free agency and get a, grab a little cheap three.
2: I mean, bro, they were trying their absolute hardest to go get Macau. Yeah. But Desmond Ben Desmond 6'5,
0: 216. He is smaller for a small forward. He's got a no wingspan either, yeah. Yeah, wingspan But you, you don't they're have a forward rounds. that you trust. It's Zaire Williams, David Roddy, Santi Aldama. Those are the those are the options you have at wing right I gotta now. Gotta go get some money.
3: Yeah. I, I do think Smart brings an insane, insane new vibe to that, to that young, immature locker room right now. They need something different. They need a guy that's been through it, that's been to multiple ECFS, that's been to the finals, that's taught young guys, that's been in the locker room with these young vets, oh, and he so like they he's gonna they bring. They need
0: somebody. I think this is what they really need, and I think you're about to say it, but I want to just say the word. I figured. Come on, they, bro, let them cook. They need somebody to bring the team down to earth.
3: What's it gonna say that? That's
0: <laughs> what they need. Hating. I was <laughs> uh-huh.
2: <laughs> gonna say that. Um, they need. I lost my train. It's all right, man. I understand. But essentially what we is saying, which is essentially the whole belief, is you need someone that's going to best get Ja in the mindset of how can I best lock into basketball? How can I best be the best? How can I be the best version of John ja Morant that could benefit the Memphis Grizzlies and our team chemistry together? That's essentially what the Grizzlies brought Marcus Smart there to do to get Ja on that right that right path. He did a big brother. John ja, perfectly said. John Moran already has a father. He doesn't need that. He needed a big bro, and that's exactly what Marcus Smart's going to be for him.
3: They all do. Him, Jaron,
2: mm-hmm. uh, the husband. I feel like they have Steven Adams, but he's not uh, as vocal as yeah, Marcus they Smart. He, they've won nothing to be villains. They should not be villains. They need to put, they need to get their focus out of chatting too much and get back to what matters, and that's grinding and getting great Well, yeah, I, I think I love this you move. just hit it
0: right there, and that was where I was going, with my train of thought is that the Grizzlies to this point have been pompous. They've been arrogant. And They've been, honestly, thinking that they're the hot shit. They have been. Marcus Smart comes into this team now, and he's the voice that says, King. y'all haven't done anything. I've went to the finals. Yep. I've went to the conference finals. You guys have not even reached the conference finals, yet we have John interviews talking about not not having a threat in the Western Conference. In the West. Marcus Smart is somebody that is going to – punish that type of behavior where Dylan Brooks was somebody that enforced it and he's somebody that fed into it. Where Marcus Smart is now taking a team uh, – ha- is having the team take a step back and being more humble about their approach. Correct. And I think that's what they need because the Grizzlies need an attitude change. And I think that's what Marcus Smart offers. On top of that, like you said, he's a big-time player in the playoffs. He averaged 15-6 and six in these past playoffs. He's yeah, averaged that he in, in the past two playoffs – and he's a big time shot maker. I just struggle with the, the Grizzlies' depth right now because over the last two years they've lost Tyus Jones, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, and De'Anthony Melton. Those are four really good Al- role players. Aldama's
3: really good. He he fills that role. Uh, not Brandon Clark will be back. Brandon Brandon Clark. They got they got Clark. They got Aldama. They got Smart. If they just need a wing, that's the problem. They don't have a wing. And I think that's the most important. They, do, they still have they still have Luke Kennard. Roddy? Oh, Roddy. I forgot about Luke
0: Kennard. Yeah, Kinnard. they still have Luke Kennard. Luke so Kennard could start. Regular season.
2: Yeah, he he's he, what? He could start. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. He probably could start cuz you need yes. the 3-point shooting. If you're if you're not terribly.
0: starting Smart, you're starting Kennard.
3: Yeah. they need a wing. This is the problem. They need a wing back. You know, also I, I don't
0: think st- starting Smart is a bad thing. I mean, this guy won DPOY because he was one of the most versatile defenders in the league. Yeah, he can guard he also, bigger positions. Yeah, but it's oh, hard to
1: start Josh Smart and being that's such a small lineup. It is. You know, but, but I think I Smart think was a great. Smart
3: was starting with two six, 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 seven wings. Yeah. But Bob they were Will.
1: starting, it was him and Derek White for most of the year. And Derek White's, what, 6'3", maybe? Yeah, I think he can
3: start if they had to, like, fortunately, they have Bane at the two. So it's like. Yeah. It's
0: Jalen Brown, 6'7", 6'7", seven, seven I'll say
2: this. I feel like, yeah, you we could say that it's a smaller lineup, but you trust Marcus Smart and his versatility. Obviously, you have Jaron back there. You have Steven Adams, Brandon sure. Clark, uh, uh, Ch- uh, Tillman, excuse me, I'm blanking on his first name Xavier. Xavier, thank you very much. So you have those guys down low that are going to help you protect the rim. And, of course, Jaron also provides versatility. I mentioned Marcus. Bain's a very solid defender himself. It just comes down to Ja, whether he's going to lock in on defensive side of the ball also, which he struggled to do so. But he's such an obvious, unbelievable offensive talent that maybe Marcus also instills that into him. Hey, become more of a defensive-minded player. Lead by example. When you go, the rest of the team goes. So... I feel you on the small lineup, but I feel like you got to trust those guys because of how good they are defense Smart just feels like a grizzly, too. I'm happy he's going yes. to
1: a place that I feel like culturally he's going to fit in. He's going to be able to be a any leader. He's sure. a rim protector but behind him. I'm happy that Respect he's Rob going well. to a place. that He's not going to the Wizards where he's just, just going to BPLI. like be nothing. To. He's going to be able to go to a team that's going to be able to contend. I'm going to cry two when BPLI he goes
3: back Kennedy. to Boston, two man. Two uh, He's getting a tribute video for sure. Easily. Really?
0: definitely are you gonna go to that game think we'll get I full tribute yeah. video?
1: <laughs> <laughs> if I'm at the stadium I'm at the arena Maybe. with smarts back I am definitely crying it's not doubt my mind
2: I understand
3: fuck you <laughs> uh, I cried too I understand
2: dude I you that. were just on my floor in the fetal position I like relax. She so was in pain. Yeah, I get it. I it wasn't even something. like
3: the move. Like I knew he was gonna get moved, but it was the
1: Chris. All the shit does for the community too. Shout out to oh, him. God. All the, all of the shit going to the hospital, <laughs> seeing the children. They just come to the Memphis hospital. Same I, vibe. I know, but he's it's just, just Boston. He such a was pillar different. in the community. You know.
0: The last part of this trade was what the Wizards got, yep. and I the think iPad. they're they're probably <laughs> they're probably the ones that benefited the most from this trade, given the fact that. If it wasn't Tyus Jones, it was going to be Marcus Morris. Yeah, Tyus Jones Huge is a starting point guard. He's going to average 16-8 and eight with them, and he's one of the most efficient guys in the league. Yeah. In Memphis, when Ja was out, he upped his production. The efficiency stayed the same. He's just the perfect point guard, and I love him in Washington, and the fact that they got Jordan Poole now. I mean, the Wizards now, their roster doesn't look like the bottom of the bottom. It actually looks like a lineup that... Just like the bottom. Maybe area. they can be sneaky. You know, sneaky that's the type what? of vibe. So who's their five
1: going to be? Tyus, They're the new, they're the new jazz? Uh Yeah. Tyus not going to start. Daniel Gafford. Balao should start. You think so? as well. Fuck it, right? <laughs> Daniel Gafford. Gafford at the five. Gafford Who, who are good. your wings? Danny Avia and... Corey Kispert. Corey Kispert. Fuck it. Bilal. Or if they resign Kuz. Their
0: lineup it. right now would be Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, Advia, Bilal, Gafford, okay. Kispert, Monty Morris. Delon Wright, Landry Shammitt, and Johnny Davis. This team is dog shit,
3: bro. (laughs) We have a new pool party. It's in Washington now. This team sucks. This team is dog shit, bro. They'll win twenty games.
2: You (laughs)
0: love the draft
2: capital if you're if
0: you're optimism,
2: bro. No, they're gonna be fun. They're gonna lose. A lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like if you're a Wizards fan, you want that. That's the whole point. We need Lose to be much so bad it's because just, this team is not. It's league.
1: they decided this right after we just had a fucking generational draft class. Yeah. Like yeah, I yeah, don't know yeah. what the next draft class is looking like, it's but a, I know. There's just
3: a 6'10 two guard. But then also, what, what's his name? Mataz something. He's, he's going a to,
0: European player. No, he's going is to,
3: he's going to uh, uh, G League.
2: Look at the last time that the He's Wizards that. decided to rebuild and really have a new foundation. They were able to acquire John Wall. They were able to get Bradley Beal. And that's when we saw the Wizards at their peak, at least in recent memory when they were the, the, the new three John seed.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're
0: done, bro. You're done. All right, new Gilbert Rains. So there's no optimism for for this Wizards, Jordan Poole, that team? I'm, I'm a, I'm bro, uh, you're I'm the lead
2: member of Wizards Nation now.
3: I'm excited. I can't wait to watch. I will literally be watching. I will get a jersey. Literally had smart So now you're a Denny
1: Advia I know. <laughs> he stinks, bro. Quark Eddie Kershberg? Escobar gets traded. It's been a terrible. Okay, I'm gonna, hours I'm gonna let's, you know. let's
0: let's finish off on this. I'm with it. Will the Washington Wizards win more games? Will, my my goodness, my That's tongue alive. twisted. Will the Wizards win more games than these teams? First team up, the Toronto Raptors.
2: No. no. The Raptors will definitely win more games.
0: The Chicago Bulls, as of right
2: now, no. Is Levine traded?
1: If they if they trade, as with uh, what the team, the team stands now.
0: All right, yeah. I'm taking Chicago. Yeah. Indiana Pacers. Pacers. Indiana. Orlando Magic.
2: Magic. Yeah, I'm one. going with the Magic. The is hope that a clearing? Okay. Pretty should, It should be. It should be. If they're healthy. Yes. It should be.
0: Charlotte Hornets. I
3: think the Wizards win one more game. I trust Paul more than.
2: No. I'll trust the and Brandon Miller We more. see what happens when they're healthy. They're a playing team. I'm going with the Hornets.
0: Detroit Pistons. Detroit's winning more games. I trust Cade. I'm so you're c- saying Washington is going to be the worst team in the Eastern Conference. It might be the worst team. I might go, go Wizards no, think, here.
3: Uh, no, Washington should be the worst team in the Eastern Conference. If not, it's going to be them, Hornets,
2: or... I think i would leave the Pistons The there. Pistons should be more fun to watch they easily. East, Pistons, they have we'll more talent excited. comfortably. Yeah, I would probably take Detroit. Uh, this one's the closest one by far.
1: It is. I think I would lean Detroit.
0: Sorry. So we're saying the Wizards ceiling at most is 13th seed in it the East. It should be yes. in theory, yes. I'll Jordan Poole can get more wins
1: than Lamelo. Team. If Jordan Poole gets into a playing team, is Victor going to Jordan get Poole? more
3: wins than Jordan Poole? Yeah, he, should. he should. They should. have a better team, the Spurs. Okay. Without both of them, they have a better team. And Rockets or the Wizards
1: should be, should the, be Rockets. the Rockets.
2: The Wizards should
0: have ah, number. Yeah, with
2: Ime now, is, you know, should change right. it up a little bit. Wizards should be in prime position to get number one.
0: Trailblazers are the Wizards. If they, I'm going Dame with Blazers the Blazers. That, well, they, they Dame Blazers. Sh- Shaden Sharp,
2: year two. Movie year two
0: sharp. Utah Jazz or the Wizards? Jazz.
2: I feel, I feel very good with the they were, Jazz. yeah They were
0: competitive last year. The Spurs or the Wizards? Yeah, Victor
2: this one's also tough. They have Keldon. I feel Vissau. like, no, they're so, done rebuilding. Uh, I feel like their whole Trey thing Jones. was to tank for Victor. They got him. Yeah, yeah. I'm going Spurs. They got money, too. Yeah. I mean, Spurs, I mean, was the, was the Spurs about to be a destination again? If, I mean, I don't know yeah, if it ever yeah. was. They Are they, they really about were. to be Attacks. a destination or no?
0: Nah. nah. Not crazy. They build, no they crazy. build internally. They, they Does it depend, depend how insane Victor
2: is?
3: They'll build internally always. Tim
0: Duncan was insane. Yeah. Nobody went there. They just kept Tony,
3: Tim,
2: Manu, and just built Well, they won a championship. Almost immediately.
0: Yeah, but nobody went there though. Yeah, David Robinson was insane too. Nobody went there. True. Ugh. Can't get over this. They're just a so low, much, small market. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I think they are I'm, building internally though. Yeah, and I love their core: Keldon Vassell. Kelvin. There it is. Victor, if Victor is 20, 20 and ten, they're a playing team in the West. Okay. If Victor is like that, is really okay. I, I mean, no, no listen,
2: doubt. I don't see why he shouldn't be. I mean, we just saw Paolo average twenty points. Victor definitely should be able to average 20. Now, we're
0: going to get into these Super Chats and end off the show. This is from Uncle Ruckus. Dare I call CP3 a liability when he's on the court with Curry and Clay and Dre? Like, what will he bring that Curry can't do already? Great
1: question. But
2: don't you know. shouldn't be comparing what he can't do to, to Curry. That's unfair. Very true. Nobody can do a Curry. No one yeah. can. Who's compared to Curry? Like, what can he do
1: that Curry Uncle can't Uncle Ruckus is do.
0: saying that Chris Paul is a liability on the court for the
2: Warriors. I just don't know what their
0: lineups are going to look like. It's going to be funky.
1: Yeah, uh, you trust Curry to figure it out, right?
0: Biggie Steve goes. Wizards will make the play and if we keep Coos. Buy him at eighty-three million for four years.
1: I mean, eighty. I think he's gonna get more you than that. The first part. Yeah, not, lost me there. But uh, <laughs> no I way will get more. Than no 80. shot in hell. No way. I'd be
2: Porzingis surprised. was just unbelievable, and they didn't even sniff the plan. So I'd no. be and Kuzma.
0: Biggie Steve goes. Free agency hasn't hit yet, guys. Let's see what's next
1: kind of mid no this year. I don't know who he's talking about. No one's players. going to Washington. Like,
5: that's what he's talking about. You know? <laughs> hey, Fred. Um, I don't
1: know how many more we have, but before we go, that's it. can you guys just please clear my head? Who is the playmaker the Celtics are going to go get?
0: Mike Conler. She's <sighs> oh, not leaving Minnesota. Don't do bro. that, man. Sorry, what
1: are
2: you just, doing? Streets need you. Fred Bailey. <laughs> Fred would well, be the do We have? don't have. We don't have money.
0: Paying Pritchard st- takes a step up.
2: Oh God, yeah, you're fucked.
1: <laughs> the money we have is sign and trade with Grant, and if Brogdon is able to get traded, then we have that. Um, let's see. Uh,
3: coping for Dells. Uh, we'll give you. Uh, we would have gave Ryan you Ryan. You know
1: what? You know the the name all Celtics fans are saying. It cracks me up. Mm-hmm. They want Tyrese Halliburton. I said, <laughs> how the fuck are we gonna <laughs> get that? Jalen Brown. <laughs> let's see. What about Russell Westbrook? I've He's seen that too. You're fucked if you do it. I
2: don't, what? Know. I Actually, don't know. They got spacing. They do.
1: If he knows his role.
2: Bro, if there's any team he can go I'll be to honest, and thrive, bro, that'd spacing. be fire. If he knows his role. At this point, fuck it. What if Pat you guys Bev, get... Pat yeah. Bev's the name I've seen too. What if a you guys maker? just
1: get Bruce Brown? Hey, trade us. Ah. Uh, give us a first card. If, if y'all steal Dennis he Schroeder from us, card. I'm going to be sick. For
0: Spurs, For Spurs. Alex Crusoe. Are
2: you out on Dennis Schroeder? We tried that. It was a disaster. Caruso.
1: He's also uh, in LA.
0: Oh. Y'all did have short. I forgot about him. He was that. terrible for us. Give us a first-round pick. James Harden. To pick him.
1: I don't know if Caruso is, like, the playmaker we need. He locked shit up. You he want IO? Uh, uh, no.
2: Desunmu, bro. They need, we need two. <laughs> 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 we, we need, we so know. we're fucked. Oh, you're right. Desunmu has uh, early bird restricted we're giving, free we, have, we can match it. We're giving <sighs> him the qualifier.
3: So
0: though. before we go, just a reminder that our merch will be dropping soon. Hat, shirts, and fleece shorts. We're going to have it both in black Anna White, this is a sneak peek of how they're going to look like. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure to click a like on this. Subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod, on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next time.
4: This is Jonathan Macri from the Knicks Film School Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now, they are raising Another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You could invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. Blue Wire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com backslash blue wire.